You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Rest in peace to Todd Youth. Welcome to Axe to Grind, a hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. This is episode 41, 41. and uh, we are going to tackle some oh, burning you know. questions. Tackle football. It feels like we have an unending, a bag of holding, like, mm-hmm. like, like, like a... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Tom, you're not familiar with I this, I have no you? idea what you're doing. <clears throat> Explain bag of holding, Tim. A bag of holding is a very desirable item, but uh, uh, ultimately you all, you're all going to need it because it's a bag that has infinite space, right? So like the TARDIS, you know what I mean? Or... or, or, or uh, <laughs> you're not helping you. The sorting hat. <laughs> oh, yeah, or uh, uh, the Fantastic Four, the inside of the... Oh, uh, no. You know, it's, it, it, it's all... What oh. do you call that? What do you call that? Like uh, <laughs> infinite space. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. infinitesimal. Uh, Tom, we'll get you into unstable molecules next. Yeah. Holy shit. It's a comfortable, anything for comfort. So, uh, well, Google has like a 15 gigabyte. So it's not infinite. Not infinite. That's true. That's true. So we could let these emails sit around and is that actually, uh, like but that. you can expand it to like a terabyte, to, right? We got to buy. You got to buy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right now, my Dropbox is squeezing me like I'm like like it's like a leg breaker, and I owe it money. Like, yeah. it, why don't you start a new one? I guess I got to. I don't right? know. You know uh, what I mean? Just have multiple. I, I don't. Mean, you're like it's the It's back in the day, like when you had an eight gig phone, you had to delete like pictures mm. to take pictures. Uh, I'm oh, I'm the there right the now. Worst. I'm there right now, and I have no idea why. I keep deleting uh, conversations. I keep deleting photos. I keep deleting music. I'm down. I can only hold one album. I could. Okay. It, it, that's all that my phone will hold right now. That's something going on. At least here. that cool U2 album's there. For yeah. Me, so. <laughs> Never deleted that. I needed well, it. You can't. Uh, before, we, before we begin, shout out to our sponsors Triple B Records. Mm, that's three B's, everybody. Yes. I don't know if, if you're not familiar with the label, there's three of those B's. Big Type Baller B. Brand. B. Big Baller Brand. So, uh, what do they got popping? Man, what don't they got popular? All right, good answer. You know? uh, they did announce America's Hardcore Fest, and we didn't really even talk about that, though. I think we wanted to. Oh, did, did we, we talk not, about that? No, we, no, we, we did. About, okay. We talked about on, it. On, 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 the episode that comes out before this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we did, really. All right. Okay, so uh, that's coming. It's, it's a, on my birthday. That's cool. So. Oh, that is cool. I, yeah. I've, Road uh, trip. I, that's I've, right. I've played them. I've enjoyed them. I think yeah. those are fun fests. Yeah, great fests. Um, what else has he got? He's got some cool stuff coming up. Did you see what I was announced for? No. For the children? Self-defense oh, on for the yeah, children? I see that. I see that. That's going to go over real well. Oh, oh, I'm trying to think if we should just do Cold as Life covers just to make it fucking a thing you people gonna, might want to watch. Could, would you like tailor your set list like to... I doubt you have heavy songs per se. Hello, this is Self-Defense Family. This and we will be presenting you... Gamora season's end. Uh, well, uh, here, here's the deal. 
is I used to have like a chip on my shoulder where I used to feel like I had to prove Always some, the slap shot you know, yeah. and, and, and I used to have to be like, oh no, you don't want to see something soft. We're going to go extra soft. You know what I mean? Like right. and no drums this set, you know what I mean? And I used to be a dick like that, but I got nothing left to prove to anybody. I, I, I think, uh, your trollness is, yeah, is my t- I mean, everyone knows you got to leave, but that's right. I've, I, I you kind of, I yeah. paid the cost to be the boss. I'm the, I, yeah. I was, the troll it's not king. a surprise anymore. No, yeah. I, I, right. Troll king. Right. I'll Being have, not trolling would be trolling. Exactly. At this point. So like you've come all the way around. So uh, the only way that like self-defense has actually done an all hardcore set, like, uh, it, it, like that, covers or your own songs, uh, covers where, we we were playing. We played uh, Fluff Fest, a, a festival in Czechoslovakia yes. or Czech Republic, rather. And uh, then we were just there for two days, right? Mm-hmm. So the next day, we just said, "Hey, can we set up in a in a small uh, uh, tent?" Mm-hmm. And then we just played like hardcore standards, basically. You know, you know what I mean? That's like, fun. Ready to fight, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like that sort of shit, like thing. And if for for fucking. Uh, like euros that were running with us that were just like, yo, give me that mic and play this for seven, play glue for seven minutes. You know what I mean? Fun, that's a good time. Fun fucking time. So that's, that's, uh, I mean, you do have a guy from Black My Heart in your band. Uh, yeah. You we, could break out a Black My Heart cover. Uh, the only covers that I would do, the only covers that we would do as a band, because some of, we, we got some fucking like jazz musicians, people that aren't gonna like yeah. necessarily understand what, but like we could do like a minor threat. You know what I mean? Something set. like yeah, uh-huh. we could do a set of minor threat songs, something like that. But like, well, why don't you? Should, no matter what, you should play shorter than you should, you're allotted. Absolutely, do a 15 minute, whatever it is, mm. and get off and see how that does. I think that's the move at this. You know, I mean, and go with your most aggressive material because even your most aggressive is not going to be aggressive enough for for, for that most particular. Of the room. Yeah, yeah, no, because it, we're going to be the burrito band during that fucking thing. You never that's know. True. No, I mean, look, there's going to be some like. Diehard fans that are loving that shit, and there's going to be people that there's going to be people that like are on that hardcore crossover continuum that are like watching it, having a good time, right? But and that, there's going to be a few people who you get who just doing yeah. the watch, and I'm right. chilling. I can watch this, and you know, maybe you'll get people that like have heard you on here, mm. and you're like, I want to see what this dickhead's all about. They yeah. don't know he's the same person. Yeah, <laughs> they don't promote. Remember, <laughs> he got right. this Tumblr. Remember, <laughs> right? Worst, worst possible timeline. Timeline. <laughs> Gets, they get fucking retweets. He's fucking talking oh, about it. Us, starting, the fucking the ones that pay his fucking cable know, bill. Starting today, doesn't fucking mention it. Starting today, I'm gonna try to make everybody aware because I didn't realize this. We're gonna get back to Triple B in a second, but Sorry, st- Sam. But, but I didn't realize this when I started talking about my comic book career. Yeah, uh, people uh, are like what? People are like, oh, I don't know anything about that. What do you do? Uh, so like, yeah, we promote it more than you do. I really got to start doing my little thing, you know. And I'm, you have to kind of bring it all under one umbrella. For all the man. for all no, the millennial leanings you have, yeah. you don't do the brand building at enough. all. No. Enough, yeah. No, so I get um, yelled at by the publishers and shit. So all um, right, Triple B. You know what? Speaking of brand building, one of the cool things he's done is he he killed the he killed the market with label hats. Oh yeah. So go get yourself a Triple B dad hat. There's two different types one that's like a true dad hat floppy as shit with the bbb and then there's the lion logo hat yeah both of those are hot both are 30 bucks if you enter the promo code 10 percent off it's axe to grind and you have to spell it out 
you get the 10% off. So, you know, 30 turns into 27. Make that a part of a $100 order. You save 10 bucks. Do that. Can we talk about the email that we got that was pertaining to Joel yes, absolutely. Is that cool? Because let, like- let me send it. We won't, we won't disclose a name, but it is really funny. I, I was going to tweet about it because it so, I was so excited about it. Is see. it crazy? What is it? It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's really funny. This is what happens when you wake up at three in the afternoon and don't read the group chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bob like Tom, posts like you, you gotta know. start hella early. I gotta play I so much. I have a job, up. man. I have so to get up for it. Up. It's all right. Bob Tom Patrick, big fan of the show. Listen to every episode and subscribe to Patreon. Ah, thank you so thank much. You for this yes. Very kind. So speaking of brilliant our brand, uh, if you've been listening to us for forty episodes, go to the Patreon. Throw us a couple bucks. A lot of you do. We're eternally grateful for, yes, to you. Incredible. You all get it. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. If you don't. Throw us a little bit of money. Uh, it's holiday season. We got people we are expected to give presents to. One of the three of us has a real job. The other two mm. are... Mm. Mm. Drifters. Yeah. 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 When we got here... Drifters, Patrick, grifters. Semi-crimes. Patrick, Patrick asked Tom, do you have any batteries? That's the most... <laughs> yeah, home, like... That's the most homelessness question I've ever heard. Dude rolls in with two White Castle Impossible... Two. You act like eating two is absurd. It is. It's, that's what Easton would do. Well, you, is He's that a, a baby small amount? Child. Oh my god! All right, hold on. Easton uh, would be like if Bob handed Easton two, and he's like, "What? Mm, yeah, what's this, is this for a one-year-old? Like, what are you doing here, me, buddy? <laughs> I think two is like a, give me a half dozen. If you eat more than two, you're getting sick. You know, I mean, that's straight out. Even I, the Impossible Brothers, you're about. getting sick. <laughs> but. Hold on, rewind for a second. Okay. There was something I had. Batteries. Is something? No, Patreon, not the batteries. Patreon. Thank you. Oh, Patreon. I, so I, this, I didn't make this connection. We're scatterbrained today, fam. Yeah, we are. I didn't make this connection. But if you join Patreon now, you have access to all that content that we've done thus far. Yes, which right. we've done 12-ish Patreon episodes. That's hella right worth it. Yeah, that's another... Honestly, I think that's like almost eight, 18 to 20 hours of stuff. So it's pretty great. It's and some it's really stuff that's only stuff. there. It's exclusive yeah. like, that yeah, we yeah. don't do on... The mainstream exactly. pod. You hear some real dirt there. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, here's the the email. Back to Triple B. We just like segued out yeah. of three divergent topics. Bob Tom Patrick, big fan of the show. Listen to every episode. Subscribe to the Patreon. I was at a mall a few hours ago wearing my Triple B Records send demo shirt, and from across the mall, someone yelled, "Spell it out." <laughs> Now this may this may have been a coincidence that was said in another conversation. Maybe. But I have I really a feeling it. it wasn't. Unfortunately, I didn't process that the person may have said that because of my shirt until I, after I walked away, so we may never know. If you were the person who yelled spell it out, please email us at axtogrindpodcast@gmail.com. Yeah. I don't know awesome. if I've ever been happier about this podcast until I read that email. No, that like, is great. That is fucking amazing. Uh, spell it out. Yeah, that, that, that's like a Baba Booey level of uh, uh, and apparently there's going to be a new Super Touch record next year. So that was oh, there you go. Okay. Triple B. Go there, order the record. I Wait. To- I told you I like the last Super Touch effort mm-hmm. a lot. I think that you will like their next record then, All right. Too. Uh Wait, we have another sponsor. Who's our other sponsor? Mm. Deathwish Incorporated. Mm. Do, 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 do. Deathwish. Oh, wow. Uh, is that their theme? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. We're going to we sh- make it. Is that- yeah, we should make a Deathwish theme song for them. That's just the Laverne and Shirley show? Yeah, we <laughs> could. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Like, fuck not? it. Whatever. Like Laverne and Shirley. Can we, somebody who's better at Photoshop Shamil, and technology. Shamazel. Uh, Deathwish Incorporated. With, with them. <laughs> Deathwish is run by two people. That's all I'm saying. We mm. need a, a superimposed faces. The, the thing. So who's you know, Laverne and who's Shirley? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember who. I'm pretty familiar. Yeah? I mean, I watched it as a kid. Who's more like Laverne? Who's more like Shirley? Uh, I, 
Jake might be Shirley. Yeah. Okay. And Trey might be Laverne. Okay. I, I would, if I had to guess. You, have you met a Laverne? Who puts the glove on the bottle? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah a, who's that's the, a very iconic thing. I don't Right. Who's I the know. Joker that puts the glove remember. on the bottle? I love that moment. <laughs> so, wait. Go back for a second. Has anybody met a Laverne in, in, in real life? In real life. I have at work. Oh, you have. Okay, um, I, I never had a diner. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to meet a Laverne? Go yeah, to a diner. Yeah, true. Okay, or Milwaukee and uh, the beer. Uh, yeah, to the beer factories. Um, so yeah, you go to Death Wish. Ink. Ink. Use the, use yep. the promo code. Mm. Axe to grind, and you spell that out, and get ten percent off. And then and someone will yell at you at yeah. the Palisades Spell Mall. Spell it out. <laughs> at the King of Prussia. And the King of Prussia. AOP at Latham Circle. <laughs> Latham Circle. R.I.P. Mohawk Mall. R.I.P. Mohawk Mall. Yeah. Yo, I was, talk- I was asking someone about Mohawk Mall. You and me might be the last people who remember Mohawk Mall. Well, uh, Hans remembers Caldor. Caldor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. They do frequent crossgate segments on Overnight Drive. It's, it's the localism that you are missing out on that is one of your bits. But it's... You're you're truly missing it. I was you just, haven't listened to that either. I haven't. So that's yeah, like one of your things. It's one yeah, of the bits. That's one of my bits. Yeah, I love a bit. You <laughs> they know, do your they whole do, life is honestly, bits. Honestly, it it's Hans and Andrew at their funniest, and they do readings of Facebook reviews of the mall. <laughs> I can't tell you how fucking good it is. It's so good. So, anyways, Death Wish. Um, <laughs> since we get sideways, um, you seen the new Jake Bannon art book? Uh, Dune Devil. Dune Devil. Dune Devil. Yes. It looks fucking awesome. I mean, he, cool he puts the work in. You know what it's I mean? Amazing. Like, yeah. when, if Jake's doing something, look, not, Jake is he doesn't ma- half ass anything. No, that's the thing. It's yeah. a matter of taste. Some people love his work, other people don't. But, like, can't take shit away from him because when he goes in, he goes in. All right, here, answer me this question. You might know it. Mm. You might know it too. I do not have to know it. This is one of the few words that I've read in my life that I go, I couldn't figure out how to say this. When you buy a J, like a uh, oh glycia, is, yes! is that how you say it? Is I, I is don't it know. Gigli? Gli- no, I, I, Gigli, I, I think. Yeah, so so Trey corrected me. Okay. Trey is the one that corrected me, and I think it's uh, uh, gherkin. It's gherkin. It, it, it's merkin. It, it, it's not. It's not intuitive at all because I look at it and I see glycy, but that's yeah, not. It's it. not. The, it's G I C L E E. Yeah, Gigli, as I believe G- how it's pronounced. Gigli. So. I saw that movie. Yes, With it was a J-Lo big flop. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Was that Benifer? Is that the low point of Ben Affleck's career? I mean, he was with, he was with J Lo, who is like that's a, a high point for anyone. Yeah, I, I mean, think. a lot of people feel she's very beautiful. So I, I think that very. a lot of people. Yeah, you know, what? I don't. Feel, I'm not feeling J Lo the way that a lot of people are. So I, I'm she's like, ta- I, I was undoubtedly, but I'm just talking from a hypothetical for yeah. myself. I think because you're afraid Amelia is going to listen to the podcast. I get it. No, I. You know what? Here's no, thing. that's one of her bits. She don't listen. No, yeah. n- not every. You know she doesn't. Not every movie's got to be a success for you to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it mm. seems like a low point because he had been on a streak, killing it. But into every life, a little rain must fall. You know right. what I mean? Not everything could be a success. And I think the whole benefit thing didn't help him. Nah, it didn't help. They they, they wanted to shit on him. Yeah. because he was the top of the world. Yeah. you know. Okay, I'm being told via text. I tried to call Trey. Mm. Uh, how do you pronounce G I C L E E? Z Clay. Pardon me? Z Clay. No, I'm not Z-E-E buying that. Z E E. No, that's a glide. That's a glide. That's a My immediate response. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying that shit. So. I love that he didn't. Re- he did not answer the phone, but was able to respond by text message. He might 17 seconds left. He's so quick. He's, so he's a dude who, much like Patrick, 
I believe he uses the computer for some texting, but Makes he'll be sense. on the phone too. Yeah. So he's just. Oh, God. Multi- I, I can't do that. I can't, there's Goggles. not an ounce of multitasking in my body. We were, I was late. We're running on hardcore time for today's recording. Uh, I hit traffic. Patrick was on a bus from fucking Cohoes, and, uh, but we hadn't heard from him. I'm giving updates to Tom. Tom's like, hey, Patrick, you, you, you coming? I'm like, you survived the ride from upstate? And Patrick finally, minutes later, is like, yeah, I'm I'm here, and I had to reason that you were busy walking. No, I was, was dr- driving. I was driving. You drove here, so <clears throat> this is going to be fascinating for our listeners. I <laughs> I was upstate. Support Death Wish Inc. Uh, yes, the show. yes, I was upstate uh, last night. So I've been dog watching at my mother's house for two days, and but I overcommit like a motherfucker. So mm-hmm. like when we're like, oh hey, we're recording on Saturday, in probably the same five minute. Uh, Interval, you in, were like, I, I yeah, could, Ma, I could be here. Yes, 100%. Yeah. It's a bad habit that I got. So, But it worked because... We do um, have a Google Calendar now. And, by yes, I know, but great it, job, thank it, you. numbers, it's so hard. So, numbers. Uh, so the... Uh, uh, Amelia wanted to see the dog anyway. You know okay. what I mean? Like, it, it, it's... Uh, this weighed on my mind. So you literally came myself. back from Albany... To record To this, record To go this. back. Yeah. It's, that's right. it's an eight-hour work day. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Good. That's uh, impressive. When I, I, I mean, eight, when was the last time this motherfucker had an eight-hour workday? You know what? Let's not feed into that narrative because Amelia oh, catches yeah. me out there with that. Like yeah. when I'm like, when I'm like, yo, what are you doing today? And she'll go, the same thing I do every day. I work and then go to school, and I'll be like, damn, that sounds unfair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn, that sounds fucked up. And like, <laughs> like she, it's it's now in her head that I don't do shit. Mm, like you mm, know what I mean? Like mm. wow, Patrick has not just in her head. Patrick, <laughs> like, wow, Patrick makes rent, but I never see him yeah, do it's shit. Not, it's and not great. she it's probably not thinks great. you're like a low key drug dealer. Or something. Well, not, but see, it's the thing. We Is need it, to talk about that, by the way. We need, we need drugs. selling drugs. Yes. Okay. We're gonna put the Patreon money into drugs. So, so when your partner sees you not doing shit mm. even if you are making you, you're not a liability you're, you're making fu- you're rent fulfilling you're, your responsibilities. you're fulfilling your responsibilities when she doesn't see you doing shit that means that she's going to hit you in the middle of the day and be like be like hey can you do this and when you go oh no I'm tied up right now she goes with what motherfucker <laughs> right. Yeah. right and then she comes home and you're still in the same spot on the couch yeah, well that's the reality it. I mean the, the fact is that I'm acting indignant because like it's like yeah. I don't want people presuming but the reality is it's, that, I mean, that's cool hey so I was busy all week but Amanda travels for work she was gone from Sunday night until last night at 9pm dropped her off in New York picked her up yep she was in LA for a couple of days so nobody's mad about that that's pretty nice then was in Chicago but was working you know and gone so that's hard but I didn't tell her I was remodeling our bathroom I did a bunch of stuff around the house but I wanted it to be a surprise which worked in my benefit because she was psyched on it but meanwhile while she was gone and I was kind of being vague about what I had been doing all week <laughs> she's thinking this dude's just watching TV He's just right, chilling, right. yeah. And I, I wasn't. He's watching was, like every game seven since 1986 on the like, ESPN work. Classic. That is tough. That is <laughs> you got to prepare for the NBA preview right now. That's yeah. true. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I got a little sick, and uh, I will go to if I have a job. I will go. I don't call in sick. You no. know what I mean? Unless I have like I'll save that for something I want to do, right? But like. When you'll I, go and spread the disease when yeah oh yeah, for sure it. I'm I, I'm oh, taking out the whole everybody. office yeah. Yeah, yeah but when I don't have that type of job and it's just me relying on me mm. I will lay on a couch until I feel good and I don't give a fuck well you have no one to report to no one to report to I know so. but it, it's a hard thing because if you don't there's not like there's you're no not money, a sick yeah. day it's just a negative day yeah oh no so nothing gained I yeah know. yeah it's it's not That's a scary proposition right. so so go support Deathwish 
Buy some of their stuff. Buy one, buy that Dune Devil book. It looks awesome. Absolutely. It looks really cool. Yo, I don't think that a long time Jake fan is gives a fuck about my opinion, but uh, Jake's recent work is my favorite work of his. Yeah. It just yeah, he's gotten it. A, a, a little changed. thing for people at home. I feel like his art has kind of gone along with Converge. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're doing what I did last year? I'm going to go on to this next thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's always something. Point. It kind of goes alongside and it com- it's like a companion to his Converge stuff that it's always like he's on to the next thing while people are copying his old shit. Can but, I say also, I think it's a good investment. Oh, it actually is. You know is, what yeah. I mean? Like, I think if you buy his stuff, <laughs> I feel like in 20 years he's gonna, it's going to be one of those things now fine art's a tough word etc cetera, etc cetera. I don't think that's the way things are going to be defined but the way that certain pop art and prints etc cetera, etc cetera, from the 60s and 70s right. which were uh, mass produced or not mass produced but produced in some numbers are valued significantly more than you would have imagined them or ever imagined I think that's the way a lot of this stuff's going to be for sure so buy a Z clay yeah, I'm not. I'm never saying. I'm never It's like the gyro, like yeah. gyros. Yeah, gyros. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's a gyro. I'm getting a gyro. Yeah. All right. So let's get in some questions. Yeah, let's get our brains loose. Yeah, we we got a marathon today. So just like let's do the inside baseball. A little transparency, Patrick. When do you leave for tour? November. Sixth. Yeah, Sixth yeah. You're yeah. gone until December seventh, so we're doing a little front loading, recording a bunch of episodes. It's fun. It's actually fun because we make a whole day of it. Yeah, but we but it food. also can be loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it means that uh, I d- almost hit you about that. Like we we're talking topics the other day. I was like, all right, all right, we're fine. We'll figure out the topics. What are we getting for food? But we got options, man. Don't I so that. don't expect up to the minute shit. If uh, you know. Maybe we'll do a drop if like something right, right, really right. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay, let's uh, let's go in then. Let's get in. All right, let's we're get our brains. This is our brains. We're going into our bag of <clears throat> emptiness or whatever the fuck you dorks are talking about. <laughs> it's a bag of holding, Tom. Thank All right, you. Bag of hold. Yeah, hold my bag. <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. Was thinking about this topic the other day, and with the varying opinions of different people and bands promoting, etc., thought it could provide an interesting talking point. Sharing equipment at shows. <laughs> a lot of times, a backline is provided, and that's always great. Less things to bring, more room for homies. Hmm, true. But as we know, this generally includes cabs, but no heads, and a drum set, but with no snare or cymbals. Now, as someone who's never played an instrument in a live setting, I've never been at the direct center of this dilemma. General scenario. You have this rare guitar head you have a special bond with, or a brand new expensive cymbal you just bought and a member of another band playing a show with you approaches you before or after your set asking if they can borrow it. Do you oblige? Is there hesitation? Is there criteria that must be satisfied in order for you to say yes? For example, does the requestor have to be someone you know? Or does them being in a band that you like alter your decision? Does their slot in the lineup, opener versus direct support, etc., alter your decision? I feel like I've seen reactions on all sides of the spectrum here, but maybe the number one hardcore podcast of all time, oh, all you're goddamn time, right, can provide some guidance or insight. Uh, not that your input or opinions are inadequate, but maybe a panel of guests who play. Nah, who cares about people who play instruments? Uh, much love, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. This is Stephen who sings, <clears throat> sang in the band Creatures. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, I have a funny story about this. Okay, let's hear it. Um, do you want? All right, give your opinion first. I'll give you my story. Okay, so uh, I've played with many, many people over the years, mm-hmm. and uh, Stephen is right. There is a, a diverse 
set of uh, uh, opinions vary, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as the guy who would never, under any circumstance, own equipment of any type, I can say unequivocally, if I did, you could use it. But, But is a is a dude with a really nice um you know uh, d- delicate ass f- f- the fucking tube head yeah do i blame he or she for not fucking lending it no i d- i don't uh, i i also think that if if you're going to ask a question you got to ask it prepared to hear a no you know what I mean? Like you can't just walk through life thinking everybody's right. gonna say yes because you asked. So uh, I'm sympathetic. That said, I th- I really think that the United States is fucking up by not ha- not having Euro style backlines in more venues. True. You know what I mean? Would make touring much more affordable, much easier, yeah. make more sense for everybody. Uh, but uh, there's a scumbag in every 100 people. Right, hundred yep. in every ten. Oh, in every three people. Ten. <laughs> so yeah, in every three people. So yeah, any room you're in is one scumbag. And, hmm. and and then you get into a question with breakables, such as, such as uh, uh, symbols, uh, breakables, and people who own nice things. Yeah, versus people who own, eh. Right. Versus people who don't own things. Well, okay, let's. Uh, I mean, the whole thing is the way I look at it. It's like, hey, man, uh, or you know, I brought my shit. Right. That wasn't easy. That was a pain in the ass. Right. Why can't you bring your own? But yo, some- and here's my thing: if a dude comes over and says, "Hey, can I borrow your stuff?" By the way, if I break it, um, um, it's on me. I'll buy that. I'll replace it. For right. You. No one. Ever not does many that. people are. Uh, you never see someone putting that up. No. Because yo, that symbol is more than most dudes fucking rent. Whatever you know, like well, most dudes pay that week. Yeah. Is it, so that's that's the issue, right? Is like you don't want to judge a book by its cover, but like. You know, when when Krusty McDreads comes up to you and is like, he's like, hey man, he's got a needle hanging out of his arm. He's like, he's right, like, he's he, like hey, I love, I can't believe I'm opening for War Profit here. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, right. He's like, he's like, can I, uh, you know, use your kit? I left. Can my, I get blood I, on your drums? Yeah, yeah I, I left mine at the pawn shop. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, like dude, the line of the day. You, you don't want to. You don't want to say no because let's keep things moving and get the show going. Okay, let's do it, kid. But. I don't believe that I could even shake you upside down to get that money out of you because no. I don't think it exists. No. You know what I mean? So that I don't blame anybody for saying no, but I also think that if you are a, if you are touring on the van level, you should be carrying like gear that isn't the biggest loss to you in the world. Like if you're if you're riding around with your pre CBS guitars, fuck yourself. You're fucking up. You you you're setting you're setting yourself <coughs> right. up to lose real money. Right. But so, I think like the certain things are like off limits. Unless it's like someone you really know well like like I think heads sort of off they're easy enough to bring. You can throw it in the back of your car, you can bring those. Symbols yeah. and snare kind of off limits too. Those are like certain things that people so what's that leave us? You drum should throne? bring those. No, but like, no, you get the whole drum kit other than your snare and your cymbals. Yeah. That's not a lot. You could bring that in and you could oh, bring I, that on the bus. I mean, cabs, uh, like if That's you, true. It, all of you should be sharing bass cabs. There's no debate. You should yeah. all be sharing bass right. cabs. Like yeah. there's no reason that three bands should be carrying shit up for like a fucking three set of, sc- yeah, fuck, yeah, fucking insane. No, of so, but heads, yes, although 90% of bassists in hardcore are, 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 playing, yeah. are playing bass through the garbage anyway who gives a fuck yeah. but like the, it, it, say no say yes whatever I think you should all be playing through cheaper gear 
And I mean, my, my take is, if it's expensive, feel free to say no. If you see that what you're asking for is expensive, be prepared to hear no, or be prepared to say, yo, man, I know that's expensive. I got nothing. Do you got something I can use? And be hangdog about that. Like, that's on you. If you're in a band, there's few responsibilities, fewer responsibilities more important than having your minimal gear. Right. Sure. You know what I be mean? Be prepared. But yeah. flip side is shit happens. And shit happens. if you get weird about things that do not make any fucking difference, like a drum throne, like I, yeah. so like, but it's yours. Yes. If you don't have to share it. No, certainly. But like to keep things moving, you know what I mean? Like, like, but drummers don't give a shit about that. Like they take forever. <laughs> that's true. All right. Fair. <laughs> fair. I mean, have you, you've been in bands. Fair. No, that's true. I'm ready. They don't make any fucking sense. Yep. Yeah. No, I yeah. could, the, the last band could be still ringing out and I'm like, yep. we're in this, like, I'm ready to go. Yep. It's, guitar's like, all right, we're good. Yep. Yeah. I think it Using comes down to, and you know, feeling good to say no and feeling good to hear no. That's it. Yeah. Like, and, and if you, you shit the bed on not bringing stuff, uh, you, you might be sitting on milk crates. You want kid. my scene story about this? Yeah, yes. please. All right, so our drum, it, the drum from decision is notorious for not sharing anything. Okay. <laughs> like, and like he's still to this day, it's like, oh, we're playing like an 18 person fest. Can I bring my kit? And I'm like, Fuck. dude, I love you, but you can't. Fuck. He loves to play his own shit, whatever. Sure, I get it. So years ago, we're playing, Indecision's playing a show at the PWAC on Long Island with Coalesce. Mm-hmm. It was like Coalesce 97A, facade burn plug, yep. whatever it was. So we were the last band. Mm-hmm. Coalesce right before us. Um, some dude that really wanted to see Coalesce thought they would be going on after us and decided to go get a burrito. Mm-hmm. Skip indecision, just see Coalesce. Mm-hmm. They come back, they realize, oh, fuck, Coalesce already played. Mm-hmm. So Coalesce is like, yo, man, is it cool if we just jump up? Like, we'll play again so these dudes can see us, you know, because they missed us. And I'm like... Very professional work environment going yeah. on. I'm oh, like, sure, cool. okay. <laughs> so now I have to beg the drummer from... Can James Louise just jump up on your kid? They got to play a couple of songs. Like, instead of trading everything out, blah, 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 I had to, like, fucking beg him. He's like, oh, all right, all right. Dude broke everything. It broke everything, oh, yeah. <laughs> drum heads, cymbals, like, yeah. fucking destroyed the whole goddamn thing. And so... Now, Never if you again, ask, yeah. I, you're out of luck. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I I really went to bat and it sucked. Yeah, yeah. So to That's this day, I still get how. fucking like. Remember? I mean, well, in 1997, broke my shit. Well, symbols are. Let's just talk about it. Symbols are a tough one because you can hit that thing a thousand times. You're the one that hits it, and then you lend it to to Joey Mosh. He hits it once. And it breaks yeah. the thousand times you hit it are probably more significant to its eventual breaker bre- break than than fucking Joey Mosh. But yo, Joey Mosh, you're holding the bag, my dude. So yeah, yeah. What what's the survival guide on this? Is if you don't, if you aren't bringing stuff, get ready here now. If you didn't bring your stuff on the way there, get a number, text someone, try to oh, hit yeah. someone up about it in advance, so you just don't put them in that shit spot of on the spot like yes. yes or no you're gonna make things hard for everyone uh you know yep. and and uh <laughs> if you are playing with expensive stuff and you're going to a big fest or a big show eh, maybe bring your shit stuff i've got a troll in self-defense mm-hmm. uh so one of our drummers uh is a hyper talent and can play on anything and enjoys the challenge of truly shit gear and also really enjoys the challenge of asking other people for gear that they don't want to lend. And he gets off on it. Like he doesn't care if it's a no, he doesn't care if it's like an enthusiastic. Yes. He just likes that moment of tension where you're asking somebody, Hey, 
can I manhandle your three thousand dollars? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's there is a moment there, and it's <laughs> it's a bit sadistic for people to to watch it. it yeah. There is a thing. Are right, you guys ready for another question? Yeah, yeah. Hit me. All right. <clears throat> Ian asks. One thing I'd be interested in hearing about mm. is the weird spot in the Venn diagram where hardcore crust and metal all kind of meet. The thing that comes to mind instantly would be a band like Rambo and that whole Stalag 13 thing. 538 Johnson, but not as manufactured? Question mark. Maybe Rambo was a little too corny with the cardboard robots, bandana thrash metal shit, and camo short shorts, scene band swoopy haircut shit. But I think the argument could be made for the inclusion of bands like Catharsis or Caustic Christ too. I think a space for that, for a band that's addressing urgent, relevant politics is crucial for the sustained relevance of the genre. Oh. But also riffs? I don't know. Who's doing that shit now? Who was doing that shit then? At what point do you cross the threshold into Jello Biafra territory where you agree fundamentally but still want to just smush his face into the wall? <laughs> Long reads, Cliff Notes version, hardcore is a reflection of the American and global landscape versus hardcore being an escape from it. Is this the short up, one? What? Number one podcast in the world. No, not a short one. Followed by Bodega Boys, followed by Jamie Josta, forcing Carl Crisis to support basically Amsterdam. <laughs> Ian. Thanks, Ian. My immediate response, because I couldn't see this dude say that Stalag 13 was Metal. more or less menu no no the the venue in uh philly is talking about no yeah. no 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 i know that but yeah. i'm saying manufactured he was it? saying that 538 johnson was more manufactured than stalag stalag was pretty manufactured I, the Rambo was thing, like, what's what's manufactured about 538 what am i missing i think he's trying to say that 538 johnson was a manufactured diy inclusive genre bending space it, it so I mean, it's like I, somebody's living room, it, I mean, right? Pretty, and I saw a Pat play there, the infamous show. Oh yeah, and, and when but he that, said all those bad words, racist. But that was uh, self defense. But that was the that not, wasn't not the main room. That yeah, wasn't was. the main room. Okay, was it was five thirty eight. It was a small place. I think this dude Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it wasn't the main room like where like Modern Life is War played. Right. It was you guys in Tiger's Jaw in a smaller spot. But in that same building. Okay, that, so that was the building. Uh, right, that was an interesting building. A lot of hardcore things yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, like I actually think that place is lost in the annals of venues that interesting shit happened in for a little while. I, yeah, I mean, Mon Life is War at 538 to this day is still one of the best shows I've ever seen. Did you go to the Walter show there? Yes. It was awesome. It was awesome, yeah. yeah. I'm a big time hater, so like when somebody accuses something of being manufactured, I'm usually all in with that. Uh and I think that look, whenever we've uh, there's it's all manufactured, it's all yeah, that's it's all uh, that's where I was going. It's to manufactured. Sorry, Do you yeah. enjoy the manufactured product? There it is. You know what uh, I mean, right? Uh, I mean, if you're if you're outside of a thing, right? So there's been scenes that I'm just not welcome in, like the, like I've never been asked to play, and therefore I can accumulate a chip on my shoulder and be like, why right. didn't they ask me to play? Right? right? And like. If, yes. so, if somebody is Step on it. if somebody's like if somebody's like yo that's that's poser crowd that's fucking manufactured I'm like it is it they is. don't like Fuck. me so yeah. yup right, they're right. posers and I mean the truth of the matter is yes they probably are but like also I'm playing I'm playing all these other scenes that just happen to like me that are just as fucking manufactured yes. but you know they're on your side you're right. right right so like we are all, they your pose dogs exactly we all kind of like picked sides but Catharsis like is pretty is pretty uh I think, I think catharsis was a good nod. I think uh, Caustic Christ. I don't think Caustic Christ got that very, very popular with 
the more like mainstream hardcore crowd, but people who like them, like I really like those first two Cost of Christ records. They crossed the punk, hardcore, some metal, some crusty leanings. Um, but Catharsis is mostly metal. Yeah. Crusty in terms of and metal politics. And, and some hardcore, like it seems like more of the metal leaning kids got into Catharsis. Oh, like more so metal. Good. Have you yeah. ever gotten to see them? Either Catharsis? Yeah. No. Dude. Yeah. Like end of the world shit. Really? Cool. And the singer looks like Lorenzo Lamas, which is pretty weird. Mm. Really? With dreads. Yo, He's I'm like a handsome guy. guy. And it's like there's so Good. much shit about the whole like crime thing. Yeah. And like, so we played. I'm going to like, sorry. I'm no, please. So Europe, we did. Indecision did a two month tour in Europe. Mm. Which when people go like, we're going on a tour. 10 days. I was there for 58. <laughs> Fuck off. Um Catharsis had been there for a month before us yep. yeah. and was there a month after us. So we'd keep like running into them over yes. the, between October and all of November. They were just like, hey, look, we're in the Czech Republic together. Isn't this yeah. weird? Um, they would stay there to avoid American taxes. Yes. So it was them and Gehenna mm-hmm. just literally spending most of their time in Europe playing shows so they didn't have to pay taxes. And in sitting States. in squats in the meantime. Yeah. I, and bless. he didn't, we always make fun of the singer from Gehenna. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not singer from Ghana. Yeah, we, don't we, my we, we don't need that issue. Uh, the singer from Corthorsis didn't know what donut holes were. It was too much time in Europe avoiding American taxes. Like, no, but people like it was in like the backstage room, and he's like, "What? What, yeah. what, what, what are these?" <laughs> and we're like, "Donut holes, man." And he's like, "What's a donut hole?" And you said exactly what it sounds. No, like. It's like it's na- it's in the name. Yeah. And he goes, "I." Then he was like, "I only eat donuts out of garbage, like some kind right, of fucking right. like, like I'm, I'm from so the south. dirty." Like, so yeah. <laughs> but we're like, dude, and, and so to this day, like. Uh, a friend of mine that played in Kill Your Ride is like, I've never eaten a donut hole. Like he, <laughs> we were just like, he's like, I don't know what this is. Like it was like, he was fascinated by donut holes. I, I'm gonna, I don't think there's very much explaining crime think to someone under thirty. I, I just don't. I don't know if there's much explaining it to people our age. That's true. I don't no, know what the fuck a, that was. It's a hard thing. Oh. I don't know if that was manufactured. Yes. If yes, you, yes, yes. The yes, fucking yes. address on the goddamn thing is. Everyone's like, yeah, that was a really nice part of Atlanta. It's the world between. It's the world between. Food not bombs and heart attack fanzine. But food not right. bo- food not bombs is lost to the annals of history for most kids. It still exists though. Oh no, for exists. sure. And, and but like trying to explain sort of like and look, this is with resp- being respectful to food not bombs because you're right, still around doing good yeah. work, whatever. But yeah. like trying to explain to anyone, we've talked about this the fucking boom and bust periods of hardcore interest in things oh, yeah. is insane. Right. Like, yeah, explaining crime think to any functioning adult that is not from the culture yeah. is not happening. Explaining it to people in the culture that are under a certain no, age, no. I don't think there's any fucking, no. you know? No. So They would teach you how to like steal credit cards and use cr- yeah. it was just very strange. Honestly, fun period. F- fun era. Yeah. War you were in a purge I am wearing a Purge the movie shirt. Is that yes. a freebie or you like the movie that much? I, it was a freebie, but I do I do enjoy the films. That was Which came film. first, the free shirt or liking the movie? <laughs> uh, that girl, name, that girl was terrifying in the movie. Name one Purge shirt. No, yeah. um, <laughs> What's your favorite Purge character? Name three. <laughs> um, so wait, you let's, let's get back to the ones. original question because this was a good topic. Um, he's looking for bands that are in the Venn diagram, the cross section. Who hits that sweet spot of crossing between punk, like crust, right. metal, and hardcore. Tragedy. Tragedy. Yes. He cited that's the, that's Rambo. No, Rambo was was, was kind of goofy. Goofy. 
thrashcore that they were like even at the time, kind of stuff, yeah, right? like it, they yes, they were the height of it. They're and, not metal, like at no, all. no, no metal, no metal at all, fucking, just fast yeah. punk, and like I think people, they're one whose history's been rewritten a little bit. They were more popular than a lot of people want to give them credit for. True, but they were always notably corn dog. Like everyone knew they were corn dog. It was funny. It was funny. It was funny and for a lot of people it was fun. Yes. And for some people yeah. it wasn't and thought it was corny. Maybe. And at the time I nightmare corny for me. Like I, I don't corny, fuck you know. with that shit. Didn't but, they like make like like cardboard like yeah. uh, helicopters yeah. and shit? But here's the thing. I mean, like whatever. cardboard sword fights like you as a 19 year old who was like fuck that corn dog shit. I want to see tragedy and think that the world might get bombed tomorrow. Right. Um, now, now I might be able to go and watch it and laugh and have course. fun and not care what the music sounds like. They were guar. They right, were right, guar. Right. And, and, you know, it was and just what's that wrestling that does it now that's like a famous like wrestling company? The, the kaiju wrestling yes, thing? Yes, yeah. that's what it is. It's and, kaiju yes. big battle. And, and like, it, or it's like drag shows. Like, I don't relate to drag shows at all. Like, I'm like, why is this lip syncing impressive to anybody? But then when people that are into it are like, yo, check out like the artistry on this shit. I'm like, Oh, you know what? I get it. I'm in. Yeah. So like, fuck it. Rambo, I'm in. You make the cardboard. What a current band, Make though. cardboard tanks. Yeah. I don't do fucking do know. You. Yeah. I feel like that band Chew kind of is a middle ground of hardcore yeah. crust and metal. Sound-wise, yes, but they haven't... I, I think he means like have gotten popular enough that they can pull from all those worlds. So Power Trip is a good example. Oh, oh, you know oh, oh, yes. So oh, the, like the the classic example I gave was Suicidal or DRI. Sure. You or I mean? or, or Limprist. I, I think uh, that Limprist, I, th- I think but that metal. No, I know, but That's I think but part. what I'm saying is I think that that drew those people. It doesn't sound yeah, metal, but yeah. it, it but that was broad draw. Who knows? Municipal waste. Municipal waste for sure. Before um, they got like too big. Iron Reagan, for example. Right, right. But right. they they lose out a little in the hardcore. And then he was kind of I think in his response he was like, "Ah, oh, but maybe ones that have more the political slant, I don't know that there's that many, honestly. I, I'm sure there's a thousand coming out of Montreal that we don't know about, but they're just not big enough to draw. Yeah, that's the thing. I think they have to cross a certain line in popularity where it pulls it. Like like a band like Turnstile, I think they pull some metal kids for the live energy a little. They obviously have hardcore kids, but they don't have crust. The crust they yeah. just are too bright and colorful. And uh, oh. uh, Does Code Orange? Code Orange draws the metal kids, the hardcore kids, definitely no crust kids. Yeah. There's not a crust kid in, a, in attendance. Who would give them a, yeah, just because the, the yeah, it's beats. It's like a slick presentation. It's interesting because as far aesthetically, as, other than a couple bright colors pops here and there, they could mm. they could roll. I think it might come down to sound for one. them. Mm. Nails. Yep. Oh, there you go. That's Cur- it. Current yeah, bands that do it, it. it. So, yes, as far as like, okay, so real quick so we're I clear. the email away. That's the answer. R- real quick mm. so we're clear. The bigger bands playing right now have done a really good job. You, we've all talked about this of drawing from different crowds, yeah. but Nails is the only one that would also maybe get a crust. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like that's, Power Trip that's too, it. but I think oh, Nails Power Trip, yeah, a few, a few uh, yeah. Nails for certain though. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, yes, kid in a four point shirt next to a dude in a fucking you know, yeah. with a back patch and a butt flap, and I, next to like some guy in an anthrax shirt. But but I don't think there's anything that leans crust right now. Like so, so like let's say that let's say that Code Orange leans metal, right? And right. and takes yeah, sure. and and Turnstile leans hardcore. Yep. Uh, Nails also leans metal, different type, obviously. Yeah. But yes. like, is there anybody leaning crust that is taking that no. is the hardcore kids and the metal Not kids are coming it. to? Nobody who's big. No, that's my role. Yeah, war profiteer. War profiteer. Better start growing out those dreads, man. Hey y'all! I'll hey. keep it short. 
Yeah, famous Gi- last words. No, no, it's a good one. Yeah. Given the current climate with bands like Code Orange, Harm's Way, and Vane pushing the boundaries of modern sound and hardcore, do you think the younger generation will come back to Earth Crisis, Slither, or Breed the Killers and hear something that piques their interest? Thanks. Thank I think you. they could. I don't think they will. Uh, I think Breed the Killers has more to offer than I originally thought. Uh, yeah, I hated it at the time. I wasn't huge on it at the time, uh, but have learned to appreciate. There's three like really hot songs, but the Tank Toe yeah. Dominates. It's a, it's, yeah, it's it's a hard song. Um, is that but, Ultra Militants or is that a different two, song? No, different These song. two just got the biggest grins when they uh, start talking about I mean, that. Like it was amazing. That made me happy. I've talked about it. The, the, the Earth Crisis is at their best, not even when they're doing the stuff that they're famous for, the animal rights yeah. shit and the yeah, straight edge yeah. shit. When they are doing the, the end of the world, shit. end of the yeah. world, the government's coming yeah. for your fucking gun shit. Yeah, it is the best. Whenever yeah. you say Caesar takes his throne, yo, you're y- in. You're in. So like, I mean, that's I, actually, I wouldn't uh, argue that. <laughs> no. like, obviously that's actually that's about Planet of the Apes. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Caesar. So Caesar. Yo, the Caesar. The, yo, the the new planet. The last right? one was amazing. They're so good. They're so great. They're all great. They're so, yeah. I haven't seen the last one, but the yeah. two before that, awesome. The first one, you get emotional watching. Emotional. Yeah. Very well done. James so, Franco. So anyway. Yeah. Um, His best role, maybe. So, uh, what the fuck was the question? Do you think people... The current like with, climate yeah. of music, Harm's Way, Vane, Code Orange. Orange. Do you think people will go back to Earth Crisis, Breed the Killers, or Slither, and vibe on that more than they did prior? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. I think they could, but do you think they will? I do. Do you? I mean, all it takes... you We know how this works. It takes two kids talking about it nonstop, and then suddenly it's oh, like... Oh, maybe we're the two kids. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. Hello, fellow kids. Slither, still not good. No, but I, I, I have to go back and revisit. But you guys can both go with Breed the Killers a bit, right? That's the red him, cover. Him less, I, not yeah, so much. Him less than me, I, I've come around on it. I think I think it's a worthy record, because if you listen to the reunion stuff, like uh-huh. the uh, which is scum metal, Breed the Killers... Leans into that, foretells that, okay. that and, makes and, sense. and I think some of those new the the, the new the first record back is quite good. It's and, really good. And, I think that is Earth Crisis still up right now because they were down. They were up, down, up, down. I think they were down, but they are kind of on a they were on a surge up. Yeah. are they still on that up? Uh, we're gonna have to wait till festival season. That's right. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, thanks for the question. Another one. First of all, thanks for the box of stuff. So this is one of the people who won uh, the uh, one of the ga- the bags at Back to School Jam. Ah, awesome. cool, cool. That Buried Alive hoodie is warm as fuck. So shout out Buried Alive yeah, for donating Yeah, thank you for that. That was cool. Um, even though someone got pizza grease on the back, whatever. Mm. Quick aside. That's not pizza have grease. You ga- have you guys uh, ever worn a Carhartt sweatshirt? Yes. They're very thick and warm. Very warm. It's very crazy. thick. Crazy. They're, they're a heavy, I think they're like um, 16 ounce, mm. and most hoods are between 8 and 12. See, so. I figured bringing this up, you'd have some insights mm. as a guy that knows textiles. Thicker outside layer too, which yep. is really good for wind resistance. Mm. So if you see those, people could be outside wearing those because the heavy, the winds that it'll get you in the right. winter, you know, Construction get one style. of those and you can have a light jacket over it and you feel fine. See. So if you ever leave your house during winter for like a job or something, you can get <laughs> zero chance. Yeah. They it's are, like doubling your weight at sixteen ounces. Yeah. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, Carhartt. Um, yeah, Carhartt. What's up with the fucking free sweatshirts? Yeah, we need it on that. Actually, shout out. Get get those over to us. We'll give you some free shout outs. I have a this or that for you. Oh, okay. Man. Wearing Porcells, wearing only Porcells limited run straight edge shirts. Okay. Maybe the straight with the eight straight edge versus everyone one for maximum cringe. Okay, yeah. For a year, or wearing only 
a used pair of those straight edge straight edge Jenko sneakers for a year. Fuck. Mm, the latter. You're going Jenko's yeah. sneakers. Yeah. Have you Jenko seen them? No. I've never seen. Have you yeah. seen them? I'll pull them up. But I might go Poisel. Yeah. You could cover it with a sweatshirt. That's true. <laughs> Good point. You get a car. No Good one will point. ever know you're wearing a stupid thing. <laughs> Good point. This is a tough one for me because um, I don't like those t-shirts, but I agree with Tom's point. Like, you can't and cover your shoes. Yeah. Unless you're wearing Jinkos okay, that so can cover them. pretty ugly. Oh, dear Christ. But they're... Here, I'll show PK. This is the back. Pat would definitely wear these. I would probably wear them, too. I'm wearing some pretty funny shoes. Oh, right? yeah. Why not? I was just saying. I was looking I'll at wear these. Those. These are uh, cool. 95 Air Bacons. These are Kevin Garnett's first Air Nikes. Bacons. Yeah, they're weird. They usually, like they're supposed to have yellow laces, which would make them Ronald McDonald's yeah, stickers. Yes. But I, I took, I take them out. Yeah, Are they nice. from 95? No, they no. did re, they redid them in like 08 or 09, so they're from there. Oh, that's my sneakers. Yeah, they're nice. I, I wore come. through my other sneakers, and though on a much less heralded manner, I don't spend money on sneakers for the last six years. No shit, good for you. I request sneakers. I request them for Christmas for Christmas and say here here's these sneakers that are like thirty dollars on Amazon or whatever just order these for me to multiple people who buy like to Amanda to my sister to my mom the only people who buy me presents so I end up with like three pairs I'm like awesome yeah you're good for the year year. wow see I was going to start budgeting poor trick I was going to start budgeting uh, to dress a little bit nicer and I want that chain you know yeah I want that chain that's a good way but uh, then that Chow Young Fat article came out, and I was like, ah, if Chow can do it, I can do it. $100 man. a month? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. All right, last part of this question. Is Porcel using hardcore to fund his lavish Krishna lifestyle? Oh. Uh, now or forever? <laughs> I mean. Yes. Answer is yes. My uh, answer is no. I think he, he does pretty well with the yoga studio that he, he runs up in. Is that right. what Porcel does? Long Porcel Beach. does. I think he used to do Long oh. Beach. Maybe he's doing it again. He oh. had one in upstate. Oh, I thought he was. He has Yoga 108 in Long Beach. I thought. Does that was he? Him. Okay. Yeah. They they have he separate ain't Ray ones. level. Yeah, he yeah. ain't Ray level, but he does well. I think so. Good okay. Crime. Ray level is like he was like the face of Lululemon men. Right, right, right. But for people at home, uh, if there's a tasteful way for. Uh, I was just going to say an old timer, but these people are 50. Um, it's not like I mean, it's, they're old timers and punk. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's not like it's like Pawpaw, though, like whittling on the fucking uh, <laughs> stew on the, on the porch. But the uh, Mike trained, brother. <laughs> yeah, but if there's a way for for a 50 year old uh, who uh, there's tasteful ways to make money, I don't care. Sure. You know, what I mean, like if somebody like is a figure in hardcore and they can find a way to to continue to get their kids' braces taken care of and shit. I'm not mad. I think you said it well, but we needed to parse it better. There's tasteful ways to make money. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Do, are you are you anti straight edge shirts? No, I, I'll wear that we're Pooh working. Bear. I'll wear that Pooh Bear oh one. People were clowning the oh other day. Oh man, I don't give a fuck. We do need to make some good straight edge shirts. So, or at least less I own more. a straight edge shirt. Sh- shout out! To I don't own any, but I I would. Um, I own an American straight edge one. Yeah, so yeah. Oh yeah, it's an X, but it's got flowers in it. So I'm like, I like this. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like so like no, too over the top. What was the uh, our, our buddy Dusty hit us with the good idea because we did that straight edge poll. That's right, and it turned out literally there was I was like. Straight edge. Emphatic, yes. Yeah, but let's be cool. Nah, but it's cool. 
And then that's a no from me, dog. Yeah. Mm. Total, when you compile the two yeses and the two no's, 51 yes, 49 no. No shit. Your no's are fucking up. Wow. I didn't think it would be that close. I thought Straight Edge was over for the kids. I think Straight but I mean, I think we've got a targeted demo. Yeah. Us, but also but 50% is not a lot. I mean, it's not a no. lot. There's been times where I bet it would have been more, been higher. Um, our, our friend and confidant, who let's give a quick shout out to Closed Casket Activities. Sure. He doesn't even really like when we bring up his stuff. He just launched a new web store that's rad. His oh. new website's awesome. You got to go get the King Nine record. Oh. So you got to go get that. The King Nine, so. I still haven't listened to it with headphones on, so I, I don't know how I feel about the song. Mm-hmm. Best album art of the year. Or the artwork is He showed it to me months ago, and I was floored and wanted to share it. But it's great. It's awesome. Really, so good. really good album art. Yeah. Um, if that's why it took five years, then it's cool. Yeah. And so shout out to him. He's somebody who doesn't get a lot of credit, and we won't even say his name on here, but he does a lot. He is the first person who supported this podcast. True. Shout out. Yes. Thank you. Um, suggested after this that we do the... Straight edge isn't cool, dot dot dot. Straight edge isn't cool anymore, dot dot dot. In the back, but it's cool. But yeah. it's cool. It's cool, man. <laughs> remember Andrew Thomas Company? Mm. Am I showing my age? No, no I, I, I don't it. remember. They were a straight edge vegan like T-shirt company. Yes. And but like that, like straight edge isn't cool anymore because mm-hmm. you sold out all those yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. shirts that people are doing now, like yeah. reissuing. Oh, now. that's who did it. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. All right, it's time for some new designs. We're coming with that's them. That's it. Come new designs. Heat. <clears throat> scenario A these are good a little long but they're good are these another this new question no no oh, okay no. You that, hel- I'm reading that guy's name that's an unfortunate name yeah he's the guy who shot everybody on the Long Island Railroad oh yes. wow yeah wow shout out Colin I didn't know he was a fan uh, well he's in jail now so Roswick actually so you help out an acquaintance who's in a rough spot and in an attempt to be generous, let them crash on your couch for a month. <laughs> Complaints start coming to you about said person creeping people out at parties. <laughs> Neighbors are confident this person stole from them. And you come home to this person taking selfies, wearing your clothes in your bedroom and posting it on social media as if both were owned by this person. Fast forward about five years. <laughs> this person is in a band on the up and up. Stop there. Wow. Scenario B. So that happened. <laughs> That's okay. a great scenario. One of the first heavy bands you see live that inspires you to explore the genre. Fast forward to adulthood where you not only meet, but get to know the front person of said band. And, mm, surprise, surprise. Turns out this person is an asshole and addicted <laughs> to drama that causes issues. <laughs> All right. That's scenario B. Scenario A, uh, couch creeper using your clothes in your bedroom, posting on social media. I love that. I scenario B, heavy band, dude's an asshole. Shocker. My question is, Will you not listen to a band based on personal experience with a member? Or have you stopped listening to a band because of this? Let me know if you need more details. I said I definitely need more details. <laughs> so, did this happen? My question. Scenario A. Scenario A is really specific. Scenario A was all too real. I had to drag the dude out of my apartment by his ear after 10 days. Nice. I do think one of his two projects isn't bad, but I just can't listen to it. No, he's talking about you. I told him, he's oh, talking no. about drug churches and James. I'm sorry. Oh no! Looking back at it, it's pretty funny in a super weirdo way. Scenario B is about a specific person that's big in a particular subgenre of heavy fast music. But after thinking about it more, this has happened to me another time with a bigger name on it, but on a smaller interaction. All right, so let's deal with these scenarios in two separate ways. Scenario A: um, Couch creeper. If this dude was in a band, would you be able to listen to it? 
or no? If this is a situation that happened to you? You no. know where I'm at. You're fine with it. I listen to straight up terrible people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah, give yeah. a fuck. So. But on a personal level, I, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The this first isn't something one, you've heard. This is something that occurred to you. Like, uh, happened is, to okay, you. Okay, okay. You know what? The first one is going to be... It depends on the relationship before and after. If this is a close friend who is going through the rut and going through some bullshit, now the whole wearing my clothes in my room... <laughs> that's a whole different... Yeah. It's a little weird, but I could probably, with, with a person, <laughs> I, think I that could makes forgive a good that. story. Honestly, if Pat was in my room when we lived together wearing my stuff, I'd be like, dude, this is really weird. And in the reverse, he'd probably, that's really weird, dude. But, but I don't like, think either of us would have killed each other no, about no, it, right? You'd be like, oh, you no. like my stuff. Yeah. This is like, a, it's a weird look. I'd say, like, I'd say you're a foot taller on. than me. It's weird that this fits. Yeah. But, you, know. you look tight in that, but <laughs> yeah. all right. Um, but the creeping on stuff. Stealing. These are not good Did he steal? Yeah, the neighbors, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the neighbors accused him. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's confident this person stole from. Yeah, um, it'd be tough. I don't know but, if somebody's going through. Oh, thing, fast forward about five years. This person is a band on the up and up. You know, maybe this struggle made their art. Yeah, I mean, and five years. I, I don't know. I listened to that Joey Diaz, uh, the cocksucker. Yeah, that podcast. And and you listen to me, you Joe Rogan. A thing since the Me Too thing, he's like so intense because he has gone through such decided phases of life where he was like a low-down criminal. Yeah. And then he was just a coke-addicted wild man. You know what I mean? Right. And now he's a family person. And he's like... trains like, like jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's like a really intense guy on it where he's like, look, like... I mean, he says it really crude, but he's like, he's like, look, somebody that would come to me and say, hey, you did this 20 years ago... I'll be honest, I wouldn't know what to say to them because I'd yeah. be like, I'm a different human being and yeah. I don't know what you want from me. Now, people don't want to hear that, but when we're like the Me Too thing makes it confused because that's obviously a really hot button, intense feeling for, th- for people. But if we're talking about somebody that was stealing from your neighbors, if you come to me and you're like, I was at a low point in my life. Sounds like it. At, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was at a low point in my life. Also, look, <clears throat> no names, but yeah. like, there's people that we know through music who got their problems and we didn't know they got their problems until life fell down around them and, and then it all came out. So like what I mean by that is there's, there's problems that a person can have that aren't apparent to you. Like there's people shooting dope between their toes and shit. And then there's also compulsive gamblers. Compulsive gamblers can hide that for decades. And these are people that got bad problems. So if somebody comes to me and says, Look, I, I was in a bad place. I and, was going through it, and I'm and I, it's a sincere apology that any of that hurt you and hurt yeah. the people around you. And I, I, I really genuinely am sorry. Yo, depend if the grievance is like steal from my neighbors. Yo, fuck it, my neighbors anymore. Yeah, fuck it. You're back in the fucking you know like. So, I could listen to that person's band. Yeah, I probably, I probably could. There's certain lines that could go over or not. Sure. And, and I might write it off beforehand. I probably wouldn't something. like it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> Let's go to scenario B. Because yeah. one this one's four. got some meat on the bone. The other one didn't? No, the other one did. But <laughs> it walk was home, like, he's, he's wearing my clothes, taking selfies. <laughs> now. That one's using it on fun. Tinder. I loved how specific it was. This other yeah. one, though. <laughs> I just want to tell a quick story. Please. So for people that... I don't know if you guys... I don't think either of you saw my spot that I was living in San Diego. It, no. no. It, it, it's a... It's a really large house. Yes. Uh, belongs to a guy that does very well for himself. Wonderful benefactor. And uh, <laughs> there was a period where nobody was in the house for a while, right? <clears throat> and I'm not a sex tape guy. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm not like trying to videotape myself all the time, but uh, I had a partner who was, okay. and I, my friend has to use my computer for a minute and clicks on it and is like, what is it? Is this, why are you in my fucking room? Why are you having sex on my bed? You know what I mean? Oh, dude, I wouldn't listen to your band anymore. That's fucked up. That is real fucked. That's worse than using my clothes. Because his bed, I was sleeping in like, yeah, yeah. you know, like like a cot. You know what I mean? Like some right. broke ass motherfucker. Right, if you're going to go. You know those cots they have at Big Lot that are like nine ninety nine. Yeah. He had one that he found on the street. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You want what? production value and shit. Right, exactly. Right. So, right. Uh, but... That was, that was just a funny like little anecdote. Are you still where, friends with this person? Oh yeah, one of my yeah. close. But but he's like, uh, you know, he's looking at it and being like, dude, what? Like you know, like like at first he's into it because this is a beautiful woman and he clicks on the thing and he's right. like, oh, oh shit, shit. Like, oh. maybe this was a present. And like, then he goes, oh, and then he goes, cool. oh wait, that's you. He goes, oh shit, God damn it, Patrick. Those are my sheets. That's my fucking bed. You know what I mean? What are you doing? Well, he makes enough money he could burn the bed. Okay, you guys are gonna take his side. He said, did I'm you, not even did thinking, you, I just think it's great. Did you at least wash the sheets? And I had to look, I don't no, lie anymore. No, so no. I had to look at him and go, no. And yeah. he was so mad. And how I'll long did the mad, mad. how long did the mad last? Four minutes. You know what I mean? I was I'd thinking, be mad. I'd be I was mad. thinking about the other day. And this isn't to talk about whoever this is, but I, I think anonymously this person does quite well and uh, it's fine. I think if I was very wealthy... Like uh, the mega millions, mega billions, whatever. If I won that money, it would be so hard for me to be mad about almost anything. Yeah, but I and think... And I'm, you know, like, like I, I think irrational there. things. I think I would just be like, uh, okay. Just don't do that again. And then if you did, I'd be like, all right, just you take that bed. I mean, I'd be say. mad, but like funny, man, like laughing. Yeah, 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 right. But it's like he's got to sleep, like sleep in Pat's after fucking aftermath. That's kind of gross. Well, he probably had already. Yeah, he had. It was it had already uh, passed. You know what I mean? This was like. But that's what I'm saying. He didn't know, and it's like. But it's not like I shot come into his shampoo or something. It, it, it's like you know, two he slept people, in it. No, he was and the fine. Stuff that he he was comfortable yeah. afterwards. Yeah, two people make love. You know, oh, maybe there's, it, maybe oh, there's a good God. energy. I don't know. Uh, I bless that bit. He was leaving a positive aura. Exactly. Oh, God. All right, scenario B. Yeah, I would kick out of the band. (laughs) One of your favorite bands introduce you to the genre. You get to know the person. Oh, big surprise. They're a giant asshole. Wait, Mm. is this... Am I scenario B and you're scenario yes. A? Is that what's happening That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This person's got us dead to rights. God damn it, man. So, scenario B. It happens literally all the time. I never met a singer who wasn't a piece of shit. And, and, or like just, you know what? <laughs> the fuck? You're going to, if you are in this genre, in this weird small world, you're going to end up meeting a lot of your favorite artists, which is a good thing. It can also be a bad thing. If you don't want this to happen, don't meet people like that. Or do the, oh, arm's length. Okay, cool. I, and I'm not saying that's going to, it's not going to enhance your relationship with the music, but it's not going to, decrease that either it's going to be what it is and you do run the chance if you get to know someone to devalue their music for whatever it means to you is that right no but it means that your interpretation if you just choose to interpret them as intrinsically part of what you were enjoying you're going to be axed i um in the same way that the desire to be a politician has a level of wanting to control other human beings that precludes the the person that wants to be a politician from being a full person. 
right? Sure. We're, we can assume most, like most people go through life being like most politicians are scum, right? Mm. Just assume that the type of narcissism that makes you want to get on a stage and, and command everybody's attention might preclude you from being a complete person. And for many, many, many performers, they're not perfect people. They're not, you're never going to be satisfied trying to meet those people. There's something wrong with many of them. So yeah, I mean, I, in a way, I think this is on you. I think, I think this is like, if, if you, if you expect somebody who gets on a stage and it's like, pay attention to me, I'm very fucking important. Look at me to be well adjusted. You're bad. And the flip is also can happen. You will meet some of these artists, should you choose to, that are great, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. It's a gamble. You also catch people Meeting on their best people, day and their worst. Correct. Yeah. Meeting people is a gamble. And if you're playing punk and hardcore, you're a little fucked up. Yeah. A lot of weirdos. You know what I mean? So it, I, I would hate for it to be like, you're like the nicest dude ever. Man, you, you seem successful and normal in every single way. Perfect. Yeah, no. Not happening. Sorry. But dour note there. Well, I mean, could, but can somebody be such an annoying prick that it makes it difficult to stomach their fucking gibberish that they're fucking spewing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, of course, you can. I try to look past it. We do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Patrick. I'm only joking. All right. <clears throat> That's a long one. Long one, but but I'm just gonna get to this the question. It's a good one. Um, and we get these, we get this kind of a question, but I, I like answering it. It feels good to answer it from the room. We got to start getting a voicemail set up so people can leave us a little Somebody voicemail. suggested that. It's a fantastic idea. We're going to do that. Okay. We're going to steal. Give me this week. Perfect World has it. Yes. Oh, all right. They yeah, said yeah, yeah, that, so you can call right. and leave, so we're going to do that. Yes. Good idea. I wanted to reach out to you guys looking for insight on how a new band should handle putting out a new record. I'm in a hardcore metalcore band from Long Island. We put out a demo a little over a year ago, but we just finished production on a new record, and we were faced with the obstacle of how to release it. I was hoping maybe you could discuss what you think the right approach to putting out a new record or new, for a new, newer band is. How would you determine the right people to send it to, label distribution-wise, and how you would try to get the most reach with the album. Um, Thanks, Tom. P.S. I saw Tom in Indecision at Back to School Jam this weekend, and it ruled. Thank you. Cool name, too, right? Yeah, hey. Um, I wrote that myself, actually. <laughs> So I want to say the first thing is we get emails like this from people. Say the name of your band. Don't Yeah, we'll shout it out. Yeah, yeah. we'll sh- so this is from a band Senseless. Senseless Hardcore is Senseless H H C is a social media right. handle. Um I don't know what the they didn't put a band camp. But that's the first thing I'll say is that sending emails like this, asking questions, cool, do it. Um, we actually had a conversation with a friend who does a smaller label yeah. who who said I get these long emails. Yeah, that was my first thing I was going to say. These long emails. Multiple paragraphs. Bullet Keep points. it short. Bullet points are your friend. Yeah, nobody, nobody's successful has time what was, I wish I had my, my response where I just gave, Hey, my name's Chad. I'm in a band. We were trying to get stuff going. We were playing a lot of shows. Here's, a, here's, a record, here's our new recording. Check it out. Uh, we want to reach out to some labels we respect. Your name's right at the top. Please let me know if you get the chance to listen to and uh, love to hear more from you. Thanks. Boom. Boom. Done. There you go. In and out. If they want more, they'll come to you. Don't be afraid to send the email. Send it to everybody. You might aim too high. Don't aim just high. Aim middle. Aim low. Um, we talked on the Patreon episode about 
Youth of Today getting connected with seven seconds, the first seven inch coming out on positive force. That's because those dudes were punishing Kevin Seconds. Yep. They were sending yeah. him email. They were sending him letters. Yes. They were talking to him at the shows, going to meet him. Yo, get out there. Do that stuff. It's not always fun. Don't be an annoying prick. Be cool. No, I have the person in the band that is likable. That and you know, you if you don't know if you're likable or not, you're already you're not. fucking up. Yeah, exactly. You're not. And, and it's and look, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, both my bands have to elect. There's so many antisocial or asocial personalities in my, in the bands that I'm in that we got to elect someone to talk to promoters. That we got to elect someone to talk to. You yes, know what I'm saying? Right. You mean so, antisocial like? Oh, interesting. Wow. Alexa just jumped out at us. What happened? Did we say Alexa somehow? I don't think so. So I antisocial, not like the actual clinical diagnosis. You no, no, no. Because that's a person you should have talked to the promoter. No. <laughs> like asocial, you mean? So, so what word is triggering Alexa? I don't know, but the machines contacts. Are... Oh no, we didn't say that though, did we? Contact P- promoter. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Alexa, shut off. Okay. Alexa, shut the fuck up. Does Alexa respond to that? Should. No, I don't think so. I do want to thank our new sponsors, Google. Uh, <laughs> Google Home. The best of your name. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look. They're giving us $15 an hour now. I'm very, ne- I'm very negative about this. I'm very they negative about uh, sort of like. No bonuses. I don't want to sound like, I don't want to sound like a bitter person because I'm happy for. Why are you doing the like. I'm doing the little finger purse. Yeah. Little, little finger. Remember, that, he found out he's Italian. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, no, I don't want to sound bitter because I'm happy for I'm happy for both my bands what what they've done and all that. Who are uh, the Who are the people in your band that get this job? Yes. Oh, uh, let's see. Actually, in Drug Church, Corey, the rhythm guitarist, can talk. He will never start a conversation, mm-hmm. but when engaged, he can talk about literally anything. Wonderful. So he is the dude that will place in a situation where we'll be like, "Hey, Corey." Uh, We'd like for this band to like us because they were kind enough to take us out, but we're all tired. Go in this room 
And like, and like somebody will talk to him right. and like and, and, shake hands and kiss babies. Right. And right. But no, he's not like that. He just is such an unassuming dude. People are like, Hey man, what, what's, what's your on? deal? Yeah. Where are you, why are you standing there? Where are you from? And he'll be like, Oh, I'm from Glens Falls. And then, and then it just starts whatever. But, uh, so it's half so Jim Duggan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, there's multiple people in Glens Falls who claim to be the sons or daughters of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Fun fact. Look at that. Who's to say they aren't? Uh, yeah, who's to say they aren't? He's very oh. popular. Very popular guy. Oh, um, so uh, if you're the if you're the talkative one or the likable one or the unassuming one or whatever, have that person reach out. You know what I mean? Like who's that, the one in 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 self defense? Yeah. There isn't one. There's nobody. We we have you to, guys change over so we, much. Too. We have to. We, no, we have to put on the the mask of humanity. Mask of to sanity. <laughs> To get out of the van, <laughs> to be like, no, actually. Do you guys go like, all right? You count down. You're like one, two. All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you all have to kind of get yeah, into put, like, put our put our faces, our on. game faces on, and see out on the ice kind of thing. So here's a conversation. Did did we have? Okay, boring. If I say did we hey. have, did we have this conversation? But um, I was talking to Parmesan. talking to a friend about a band that we talk about a lot on this podcast, who has been around for thirty years, mm-hmm. and who. And you're getting there. I'm it's getting about there. the hill. <laughs> it's about the hill. Roger um, Daltrey. And trying to explain to someone who hasn't been in a band why those men might be strange. Yeah. I when can, you're strange. I can answer this. When you're in a van, you create a, an alternate world where you use the language that you use only with your closest friends. And you talk about only the things that you talk about with your closest friends. And you do that for eight hour drives a day. To sustain something. And you do that, when, you do that for so many years that you now have an alternate culture. Yes. And you don't know that you're stepping into situations where... These aren't your closest friends. You know what I'm saying? Like you're around people and you expect everybody over the years to start being like you and five Because your are. world has grown in the last 30 years of people that you worked with, people bands yeah. that you played yes. with that you like you've sent out your your minions out into the world. Your so they vibe. might not be like your daily contacts yep. anymore, yes. but they definitely still get your vibe. Right. And and yeah. so you've created a whole world around yourself uh. and you're insulated from it. And then when you interact with people in a different context, you might come off like a straight up fucking weirdo. And like, yes, trying to explain your that to normal people, isn't the world's normal. right. Yeah. And trying to explain that to people isn't always easy because like they'll be like, damn, I talked to so and so. He was real off putting, man. He was a fucking weirdo. And you'll be like, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, what I mean, unavoidably he is because he's basically in a space station for half his life. Right. And he's doing his best. That's his best. Yeah. <laughs> That's him like trying. Yeah, right. yeah, most likely. Yeah, trying to charm you there. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, be charming, uh, but be direct. Uh, keep everything short. As far as if this person's asking how to put out a record, um, it's another I, another episode. Yeah, Harm's and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm very cynical. I think people just I think I think you need homies. Uh, I, I'm very cynical about it now. I think that you can put out a great record, be proud of it, but if you want it to pop, I think that you need someone to, needs to say something. Yeah, you, you need, need to you need, need that tweet. What's that? You need that hype machine. You you do. You need to build a quorum around you of people saying, "I like this." Yep. You and Bandcamp's not a bad look. No, got to do all. Don't need physical. <laughs> no, not to start. Make physical. Uh, either it's a labor of love, and you better make very few copies, and create demand, um, or don't make physical, and you're fine. Uh, man, it's tough. I really believe the move is 
I think there actually is a, a groundswell of smaller labels coming up. For sure. But that's because there's a groundswell of bands who are getting it and doing quality stuff and working it out. There are 20 bands out there right now that are very good who have no prospect of a label picking them up. At least. At least. And that's just in this small world of stuff we typically talk about. Um, and they just got to keep working. And play shows, uh, communicate, friend up with other bands so you can stay active and get swung around and work to get your name out there. And the first thing, too, just put your name out there. Get Yo, it out there. Make it part of what you're doing. Texas, Florida, and Long Island right now all have cliques that... Look, if you're outside, Cali of, too. If, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yes, that's yeah. true. But if you're outside of that, maybe that's frustrating for you. But like, you got to take it under advisement that those bands big up in each other are fucking really. I mean, a huge help to each oh, other. Oh, when 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 day by day goes in tours, that helps deflect. That helps all the bands. That helps the fact that eighty six records. That helps IOU records. That helps all this like trickle down effect for all the different projects that are looped in and out of that little world. Yo, that's good. It's visibility. Yeah. And, and uh, I, build your world. Do as I say, not do as I do. Cause I, I, You've I've been da- bad at this. I've, I've never been, I'm not a joiner. I've never been about like get together with folks, the like-minded folks, you know what I mean? Even at my detriment, but like it, it is my only click is my actual band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got friends. Then you become things. the weirdo. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. Right. But, but like, uh, but don't do as I do. Do as I say, which is like find people that you have something in common with that are like, like I see the fucking uh, rule them all kids yeah. pumping the fuck out of everything that's in their circle or one tier away yep. uh-huh. and just being excited about it, being visibly excited yep. about it. And people go back for and ride for them now. Yes, yep. exactly. And, and like... It's a wheel. It works all together. There you go. So do it. Best right. of luck. This do it. One. Do it. All right. <clears throat> Question. Question. How does anyone in your camp feel about quote unquote emo core? New York didn't seem to contribute that much to this, that side of the subgenre. Because we're fucking hard, man. <laughs> At least not as much as New Jersey around the New Brunswick Rutgers area, with New York's main contributions being Texas is the reason. reason. Pretty big contribution. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably the yeah. biggest. Yeah. Although Sasha Garden Variety, let me read this. We could talk. We could talk about rewritten history a little bit on. Yeah, uh, we're going to get there today. Yeah. Texas, the reason Sasha Garden Variety, <gasps> end of year. Mm. Shout out to Pat Walter M. Miller Jr. is one of my favorite tracks lyrically, and You Are Beneath Me is a longtime favorite album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, um, thank you, sir. It trails off all the good yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, that's all. And on the might of princes. Okay. Oh right. Were there any other New York bands around who might have been notable if they got any of the support any of these other guys did? Was there... Quick pause. Patrick, would you have liked the support that Texas The Reason got? I mean, a lot of it. I, I mean, now? I mean, I mean you're I, on Revelation. You're on the same true. label. Yeah. You had the same jumping off point. They didn't have the same jumping off point or same budgets. I'll say that much. Um, <laughs> was there any ever any crossover between mainline hardcore and these kinds of bands? Uh, IRC... Texas The Reason had members of Shelter, which are all segregated from the harder bands. Um, lastly, I wanted to share my band's music with you. Good for this dude. Yeah. Feel free to criticize. Always happy to hear what we can do better as well as what's working. We're called Prowns. We're based in Brooklyn. Been working on post-hardcore emo core sound, generally influenced by Gravity Records output in the ah, 90s. It's interesting. I'll wow. check Prowns, that out. P-R-O-U-N-S dot bandcamp dot com. That's okay. John check it. Thanks, John. Emo core. Um, 
I think it's a word that's been bastardized a million times. Sure. Yeah, when that's when you start off with that, I'm like, this could go in seven different directions. It yeah, could be like correct. taking back Sunday. We're talking about Seisha. We're talking about you know, right spring. The, what? The, right. The, this person clearly gets it though, and yeah. uh, it had a broad definition of it. Yes, uh, and that's helpful because if they were talking about exclusively like this true, like you know, uh, Discord style emo core, right? We're talking uh, about Merrill. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't think that there's anything in New York that was really doing that. <gasps> no, uh, no, but no. I, Asia. It, closest thing was that maybe Seisha or that early '90s. Seisha, like, I consider straight screamo. Ooh. Am I wrong? Like, I, I think that that's like. I know yeah. that these two things bled into yeah. each other, but like, yeah. I, I, I think that you'd have to go to Long. I think you'd have to go to Long Ashes. Island, and then you'd be de- then you'd be dealing with like, um, uh, Silent, Silent Majority, Silent and majority. and the, the uh, Silent oh, Majority was fucking seven seconds. What about inside? Inside. Yeah. So inside. Um, inside were great. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. It, it, is there stuff available out there? I don't think it is. Not to right? my knowledge. No. Yeah. No. Because what do they do? Do they do just a demo? The no, they had like a, they had a record and stuff, okay. but like I don't know if it ever really got out there. Yeah. On the harder side, like, there is crossover. Like all right, the shift. Bands, you know what I mean? Sure. A shift. Um, oh yeah. I, I loved shift. Shift is in that emo core slash post hardcore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Post hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I, I. What was Kate's band? Uh, Baby Go Paul. Baby Go Paul. Uh, I have that seven inch. I it's kind of peripherally emo core if you want to consider yeah. beta minus mechanic, nah. but that's upstate, right? I mean, right. so, well, so exactly. air type eleven a little Aerotype later. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, New York seemed to skip emo core and jump straight to uh, post hardcore, and uh, I think you could go to Long Island and find some pretty good examples that are, are escaping me on the inside tip. You know what I mean? Like certainly the the Corrigan. Uh, 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 blood red yeah. yeah oh i think that some of that's so good um but i uh yeah i nah yeah. it's never little been things thing. it's little things but it's little things you know uh the band that we've talked about that did nothing uh united states that, united you states know, sure uh, uh there's Sc- scream hello uh I'm, right I'm, um gracer was more ambient uh but on the might of princes the yeah. dudes went on to do gracer uh, there's lots of stuff it just doesn't get the foothold i think because the 80s version of emo that, you know, the Discord stuff, the Revolution Summer, et cetera, type thing. By the time it really starts influencing New York, in my opinion, is where you get the post-hardcore. I think the Quicksand 7-inch is right there. Like, it's raw. And then they're post-hardcore, but they're pulling from those kind of elements, but also pulling from alternative rock. like A lot. Let's Alt-rock yeah. hits in 90-ish. And then that takes that. If you're in hardcore and you like some of that Revolution Summer, the emo stuff, you probably fuck with a lot of alternative music too. So you'd throw that all in the blender and you come with post-hardcore. And also, I mean, like think about Quicksand. That first 7-inch is like three, four years after Revolution Summer. So it wasn't yeah. even like that far in the rearview mirror sure. that they're like, hey, we, this is a cool thing we could bring back. But I it bet you still- that Walter was just as into 10,000 Maniacs as he was into oh, like... No question. Yeah. Reds uh, of Spring. <laughs> belly fan, no doubt. But I, I, I'm going to say too. that... Uh, Tana Donnelly. In my view, the most Down interesting the part of New York hardcore for a lot of people, it's the it's the roots, it's the origin stuff. It's really fascinating mm. to them. I think that the individual journeys of the people who continued making music just adjacent to hardcore, yes. is utterly fascinating. It, Walter's the best example, but there's you know, like there's you could look at Orange, Gavin's you could look at a anything. great example. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So that stuff is all. <sighs> That's the journey to me. That's interesting. That's like the the stuff that is history. Uh, 
here's my suspicion. Uh, it's it's a game of follow the leader, uh, and that's no knock against nope. anybody. But when you see something that excites you, you want to do it. So if, for example, a Walter had done emo core post his and hardcore bands very heavy into that yeah. then new york would have that that lineage you don don fury I mean? would not be down like right or yeah. he would be but not he wouldn't be known for all his bass heavy yeah. so, so the but it went a different way it went a more alt rock way yes. and, and, and that's what excited people that's also where people saw opportunities which is a thing that that's very we sh- true we should get some honest older cats on here to talk about that and be like yeah, there was a lane and it was exciting. And so I tried it and like nothing wrong with it. No. And you know what? I think if you want the like steering away from the alternative, but more in this emo, like that early lifetime stuff that I don't think is particularly good, but it's leaning towards that. It's slower. They're trying to be more melodic, but it's still odd. I mean, I mean, there is some of that stuff that was circling, um, in the early ABC days, I was gonna say like the the Merrill of the world. Like there's some, and there's probably some more examples that I'm uh, they're escaping me. But like what you said that was really fascinating was the where did they go next is fascinating to me is the New York hardcore. We've talked a lot about we've mentioned Rorschach on here. Those dudes were CBGB's Sunday matinee dudes. Those mm-hmm. were like youth crew kid followers wanting to be that. But then they just got gnarly. And like they were all in on New York hardcore, and what they did was go a different route. And then if you follow what a lot of those dudes did, and follow like the Gern Blanstein records yeah. shit, like it's weird music. I'm gonna tell me if I'm wrong. I'm gonna say the closest that notable New York got uh, is Super Touch. I, I think that that's like that is emo core adjacent to me more than it is alt adjacent to me. Um, that could be an argument. Yeah, I got two bands I'd like to add. Yeah, oh, please. Kind of building off of that. 1.6 band? Okay. Yes, yep. absolutely. And The Last Crime. Did what's you hear The Last Crime? No, what's that? Kevin Egan's band. Yeah. Mm. From really yeah. good. Okay. So, I mean, he's also 1.6. Right. But <clears throat> highly recommended. Okay. But that, along those weird kind of, yeah. So, the, the I'll check that out now, but the, the yeah. Uh, and yeah, New Jersey, but New Jersey. But it didn't have a ton of it. Nah, it also got know. Screamo pretty quick. Um, it got into, the, yeah, once you get into the mid 90s, there's some sit down music. There's like the, um, I mentioned Ashes. I can't uh, tell you how many times end of, the, end of the year played fucking New Brunswick basement shows. Yeah. Is, there's fuck. like the you and I's of the world. You yep. and I, but there was some the stuff assistant. even before then, the assistance later. Uh, there's some stuff in the mid nineties. There was a house in Tom's river, five Oh eight something. And there was a bunch of shit like the Lincoln's and Hoover style stuff. We oh, went through okay. there. Yeah. Um, I fucking totally forgot the assistant. There's a whole scene of that stuff that I totally blank on. They're very good. I blank on all that shit. It was a weird time. And yeah, New Brunswick's and we'll do, we, uh, we might need to do it, and it will take research. But like a New, New Brunswick, Brunswick deep dive? a New Brunswick deep dive to go through the waves because there's this wave. Like the time when I started going to New Brunswick shows, they were actually fucking awesome and lively. Mm-hmm. Who like, could we bring on to be like our expert? There's not many who've been through multiple. Because what happens is the there's the period in New Brunswick where it's like kind of weird, and then Ignite plays a basement show in like '96, and all the MCYC kids go. And is that a the lot down those, under? No, it was at Handy Street. Wow. It was in a basement. Ignite like an plays actual there, basement. Yeah. An actual basement. 
it's fucking wild and hardcore kids are like oh shit this is awesome this beats going to obsessions or studio one right right fuck let's do this and then there's a bunch of punk bands that's been the degenerates who i think i've mentioned once before there probably and heckle heckle was <laughs> earlier uh, uh 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 who's the band um whole shot stuff like that is mid 90s but there's like a fun period where the shows are all lively and people are into it but then there's the pushback, and then it turns into the like lo-fi scene that births bands like Vivian Girls mm. before they move to New Brunswick, move to New York. You know, um, we'll do a New Brunswick deep dive. Emo core, it's cool. There's a lot of it. The revealing element is the closeness to me to post hardcore. That's interesting to think about. Uh, uh, I think in different areas you get more or less of it. I'll, I think that I'll throw a, a line out to a uh, Long Island affiliate, and I'm sure that there's... I bet we'll get a list of demos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of demos. Um, but shout out to that person's band. Uh, we'll Browns, P-R-O-U-N-S dot right, Bandcamp. Right. Shout out to Megan at Gravity Records mention. I like that. Uh, when I was a teen in the 90s, I was very much... You old? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this dude's our age. My age. Uh, so you old. He's younger than you dudes. <laughs> when I was a teen in the 90s, I was very much into the big punk bands of the time, Fat Wreck, Epitaph, etc. There were several bands that leaned into hardcore from that scene that would sort of become an appetizer in the four-course meal of punk and hardcore for me. Bands like Good Riddance, 88 Fingers Louie, and AFI. And later, later there were Kid Dynamite and Strike Anywhere that were clearly punk bands filled with hardcore kids that would spill over into hardcore songs pretty often. I understand that bands like Turnover or Culture Abuse are non-hardcore bands with hardcore support, but they couldn't be further from actual hardcore music, right? Is this still a thing? What are the sub-genre bridge bands of today? Has the new breed of hardcore shifted the bridge from punk to metal? Yes. Are the bridge bands now things like Power Trip, that brings metal kids to hardcore where the previous bands brought punk kids to hardcore. Yours truly, Mike Lawson, Collapse Records, Straight Edge. Shout out, Mike. Well, I mean, uh, definitely... Live by your own rules. Definitely there was always metal bands that did this, but at the moment, yes. No, I mean, right, like, in the 80s, that's how a lot of kids got into hardcore. Some of my closer, older friends are like, yeah, like, I loved metal in the 80s and then wanted something faster and more crazy, and that's how I got into hardcore. And then when hardcore slowed down and got boring, that's when I got back into obituary. Right. So, um, has the bridge shifted? Yes, but I just think it's different. He mentioned turnover, culture abuse, non-core bands. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a good... I think this person is probably right on that those might be the 88 finger louis of today you know what i mean like it, it, it's a it's a less aggressive sound that's still like many hardcore kids at a turnover show you know what i mean so yep. uh many yeah. and many kind of casual entry level newer people for sure into it who maybe have a few things in a heart like i bet you a turnover kid might be familiar with turnstile yes Yes. But maybe not much beyond that? Uh, yo, crazy. I was at a, I might have told this boring ass story on this podcast. I was at like a, like a vegan deli and there was a, I forget where it was, like, you know, Indianapolis sort sure. of. Sure. And there was a uh, kid working. Uh, he kind of IDs that I'm in a band, starts talking, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, he knows Turnstile. I want to say Drug Church was out with Cruel Hand, maybe. Okay. Knows Turnstile is a big fan has never heard of cruel hand. Yeah. And like to me that was this was a few years ago now mm-hmm. and and that was revelatory because 
those bands to me are same bucket, same bucket. You know what I mean? Like, and it didn't occur to me that Turnstile even back then had broken through to like, you know, very casual fan in a way that I, I never, yeah, I never yeah. expected. Uh, shout out to Cruel Hand by the way, who are doing shows right now, and apparently the shows are fun as fuck. I yes. I low rated the bands recently on the podcast, and uh, in in most things I'm wrong. People are enjoying the shit out of it. What do you think? What are the comps for from '90s to that band? Those bands now? Yeah. What are the bands who right. bridge the genres? I mean, when I when you were talking about like turnover and all that sort of stuff, the first thing that came to my mind not in term, not as big as those bands are now, mm-hmm. but like the Far Sides and the yep. Sense Fields and Game Faces and stuff like that, I think are at least in California probably bands that got. Huge, you know Absolutely. what I mean, that, and got kids into hardcore and stuff like that. I mean? AFI, did we say? Yeah, yeah. he mentioned them too. Uh, yeah, I mean AFI clearly, but I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not totally sure how much people like were like. I like AFI now. I like hardcore. I don't know. I think it happened a lot. Did it? Think, okay, I think it did, and I think it was. There's interesting points. Um, working on something else for a future episode, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Good Riddance and Ensign did a split. That at the time was available fucking everywhere. Yeah. And there were a lot of people who like Good Riddance who maybe were not familiar with Ensign. And that was this door opener. And Kid Dynamite had done a split with 88 Fingers Louie. That 88 Fingers Louie at the time was significantly bigger than Kid Dynamite. I don't think that's true today. I couldn't tell you. It's the last time someone talked about 88 Fingers Louie. I don't know the last time somebody talked about Kid Dynamite. Yeah, that's true too. Guys from ADD Fingers Louie went on to some other bigger stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're kind of popular. I think they're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think about that. Like uh, now, I think it's a run for covers. I think it is the bigger bands in hardcore like going out. I don't. You know what's the uh, what's the band who takes out all the metal bands? Like um, like the, we talked about the Deftones a few episodes ago about how they took yeah. out a bunch of the like post hardcore bands. Um, it's the bigger bands who take out things and and do the cross genre story so far. To be honest, like oh sure yeah right they yeah, yeah. they do that frequently. It's the people who basement yep the the bands who have hardcore dudes in it who like touring with hardcore bands but also have a bigger swath of influence. Got that reach. All right. <laughs> you are. Uh, we're recording in Tom's house today, which is a rarity. Yeah. And uh, Tom just Tripped like over. tripped in his own house. Like, in a very- <laughs> my mind has a certain way of how. Yeah, uh, you're like yeah. Matt Murdock. Oh. Uh, okay, <laughs> go on. All right, let's uh, let's get this. Um, these are three quick emails. Let's do this. What are bands that y'all like live, but not on record, and vice versa? Example for me is Bib on record. I can't get into it, but live, I love it. Uh, okay. <clears throat> to me, th- to me, that's like the no warning world. You know what I mean? Like, well, you put no warning there. You I would like the records, but I you would. like it live. Yeah, I <laughs> like it, it, it's that sort of thing that is like, oh, uh, down to nothing. Okay. Da- down to nothing. I have no need for a down to nothing record. Right. Uh, down to nothing live. Fun as fuck. Backtrack. Same fucking deal. I can listen to the new. Um, uh, uh, da- uh, not the uh, fucking. Mm, band I just said uh, Montreal mm, mm. Oh uh, 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 Montreal No uh, Toronto Where the fuck are the kids No from? warning No warning um, The uh, I could listen to 
the new No Warning and yeah. say this is a good hardcore record. Same thing with Backtrack. But same thing with Down to Nothing. Same yeah. thing with Down to Nothing. Not, but it's not. Kill- it's not something you're listening. It's to. not something I'm listening to. It, I go to that shit. I have a great time. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, it's an energy, right? And I think I would say uh, Angel Dust is still waiting for their like super connect record. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yo, people love that band, myself included, because live that's a party. Angel Dust is a great example because live that is really fun. I said three kind of from different time periods for me. Fire and Ice, I actually think live they're good, but I've never connected them on record. Uh, Fahrenheit 451, I said it a few episodes yeah. ago. <laughs> live, I thought it was fucking awesome. Like, like saw them once, was like, this is great. Let me go try to find it. I bought the CD used. It was like, ah. Then saw them again. I was like, got to go back and listen to that CD. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and Municipal Waste, we brought them up earlier. That band's really tight. Crazy to see live. Even just watching that dude play drums, Dave Witte. Yeah, I mean. And the kids are going crazy. And they probably, you know, it's the same thing. When I was too serious at 19, I didn't want to see Rambo doing it. Municipal Waste going out there having fun. It's fucking fun. Yeah, I would co-sign the Municipal Waste. Yeah. Seeing them live, it's like, oh, shit. I'd never. Never want to listen Yeah, to I mean, I don't really. I could sing a, probably a full down to nothing set, mm-hmm. and I don't listen to that record. Right, right, right. right. I mean, they're awesome. They're so much fun. Oh, what about the reverse? Bands you like on record but live? That's a different I have world. one. Because yeah. I heard you say it from the other room. Def Heaven. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like the records. Yeah. Watching them live, it makes me want to hurt myself. Yeah. There's certain... And not in, a good, not in like a I'm sad way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, I, I'll do anything to get the fuck out of here. Right. It, as so much as kill I'll, myself. I'll, I'll, I'll jump through this plate class one. Yeah. Yo, you know what? That's a funny thing. With hardcore, hardcore, there's very few examples to me because I, I do enjoy watching it in a live setting. Yeah. But once you get to like a Def Heaven's a perfect example. Like anything that's like, I'd rather just listen to it on record, you know, because it, the longer the set, the less like it's an active physical thing, the less interested I am in it. And it's almost like I don't want to be bored. And I hate to say that, but there's lots yeah. of great stuff. I mean, their songs are also 10 minutes long. A friend a friend was going to that, uh, uh, the Caleb uh, uh, family benefit in, mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Yeah. And they were really excited about the uh, ISIS. Uh, ISIS reunion. Celestial. Right. And, she, you know, she says, I just never had a chance to see him. And I was, I was, I didn't want to like totally yeah. stamp, stamp down. I just, but I was like, it's, I think it's four dudes standing. You know what I mean? Like, not it's interactive. Like, like, You've seen it. You're not going to get a ton out of this. You know what I mean? I'll give it, my specific, it'll be like bands like Nebula or High on Fire or Fu Manchu. I love that. I'll stay, I'll listen to that all day, but watching it, oh, it's tough. Torch. Ah. Uh, Live, it's just not there for me. Yeah, it's just good guitar rock, nothing else. Yep. Uh, Rush. <laughs> Amazing. I, I don't need to see it live. I fucking love ever. Rush. But you don't need to see them with the washing machines behind them? Washing saw them with the washing machines. and When did you see them? I saw Rush in Southern California. Slapping uh, the bass. And it was disappointing because it is perfect. Because yeah. Getty Lee looks like your aunt. No, that's true too. Neil Peart's just perfect. It, it, they Honora. are they yeah. are perfect, and I it, it's album perfect, and then with variation on drum solos and, and whatever. But like right. it it's it is so perfect that I perfect is the enemy of the. If good you're here, not you know I mean? in an interactive live music kind of entity, I feel like if you played places where I could lay out and have a picnic, 
I'm much more inclined to enjoy it. Like, oh, sure. I'm going to lay down and eat a sandwich oh. and Rush is playing. That's sick. Dave Matthews band? Great. I, this is enjoyable. Yeah. All I, right. I, there we go. I brought couscous. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, quick things. Whatever happened to Hounds of Hate? Do you guys, are you guys familiar with the band mm-hmm. Hounds of Hate? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what did happen to them? I don't know that they broke up or had a last show or any of that kind of shit. I think that most of the members split off to do a bunch of different bands, including No Time, Concealed Blade, uh, Blood Pressure, a bunch of stuff. The new Blood Pressure LP is awesome. That just came uh, out. Yeah, I, I know people that I ride. That. Yes, sir. I know people that ride super hard for Concealed Blade. Uh, Hounds of Hate. I'm gonna say those kids. Like, there's maybe 15 kids in that orbit of that material. Yep. Who. That's their MO is they they do a band for a couple of years, do another band, sometimes yep. with the exact same kids. You know what I mean? It's just a culture. Yeah. Yo, there's no crossover between their world and the heavier Pittsburgh world, is there? Yeah. So I talked to a Pittsburgh uh, person about it. There's like, as there was, I think, when Roboto was in full swing. Sure. There is some crossover because people are friends. Sure. But there's a feeling. Or friendly. Friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a... Uh, Kind of like, you contention? know, people <laughs> not contentious, but contention. Same thing that we've talked about it with Richmond back in the day. Mm. Uh, people perceive snobbery going in both directions, which is a funny idea, right? Oh, like yeah. it's a funny idea that like both parties could be fucking They're too snobs. pretentious. They're too pretentious. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but maybe that's changed. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> That's perfect. They're too contentious. They're too pretentious. They're too pretentious. Um, okay, good. Uh, funny story. Singer of Floor Punch went to college in Pittsburgh. Mm. Has lots of stories of going to weird hardcore shows and metal shows in Pittsburgh at the time. Mm. He really enjoyed it. He's got a funny. I love Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. My love for Pittsburgh is well documented. Somebody. I ran on this. I ran on the. Uh, the football field for at Carnegie Mellon. I have to play a show there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some Hope Conspiracy played there, and it was like, yo, it's like a full like NCAA football field. I'm like, you know, I'm going out there. That's fucking awesome. So I did like a probably a 25 minute 40 yard dash. It was pretty great. <laughs> all right, um, sports. Sports would be cool if you all had an Instagram account and you could go live and take questions from it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, we, we, we got to figure, figure out, out what we can do for the rest of the Instagram account. I don't want to have a bunk Instagram. Account. No, no, no. Uh, so. Worst possible timeline that that the uh, podcast that I do promote uh, mm-hmm. is uh, getting a YouTube because once you get to a thousand subscribers, mm-hmm. you can do live chats. That's yeah. how a lot of people make money. But I, we don't want to make money. We just are trying mm. to do the. You have a thousand subscribers. No, 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 that's what you need. Oh, well, I was gonna say, what the fuck? We, are we have doing? something like three hundred on YouTube. Oh, okay, something okay, like that. but but here's the thing: once you get to a thousand. You can do chats where people can give you money or whatever to answer the question. Oh, okay. But yeah. I, I don't, we don't even necessarily need the money. The goal is to replicate a call in show, but yeah. with text. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's so, right. so, like, we're trying, we're going to launch that pretty soon. I think we should do that because yeah, we do want to do that. We could do like a nice, like, oh, hey, we've got an extra hour to kill today. Let's just fucking log on to thing, give everybody yeah, yeah. give everybody half an hour notice. Let's do that. Yeah, if you guys want to follow us on YouTube, go for that. It's yeah, get us to, get us to a thousand so we can start getting things in real time. For those of you who have weird work blocks and shit, you probably get to, get to YouTube, but we do have all our episodes, about four episodes back on YouTube. Um, and final question from this man named Patrick mm. who left us his phone number, so okay. maybe we should call him. What are your favorite demos? Of all time. Yeah. Fuck. My That's answer, a heavy question. Answer, That's like its own podcast. It is. We could do, we maybe we'll do an all, my real quick was Raw Deal, mm-hmm. Enough, Right Brigade, Righteous Jams. 
I'm going to go Breakdown 87 demo. Mm, good demo. I'm going to go the For the Love Of demo. <laughs> wow. It's a great demo. Mm. Yeah, you uh, ride for that hard. Dude. Um, a band from Brooklyn that no one knows about that now they're members of Candiria, this band called Dead Air. I do not know that band. Amazing. Interesting. Huh. Heavy? Heavy in like a Weirdo Smashing way. Pumpkins way. Oh, okay. Really? But like this is like 1992. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were like, we were all like, they were like all a year or two older than us. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like the guitar player was was on, um, uh, played in a band that was on the New Breed comp. Oh, really? Like yeah. a weird later. Direct right? approach. Direct approach I'm familiar with. I'm sure it's Dave is also, because I saw him talk about it today. Yeah. Um, one of the best demos, like... No shit. Yeah, I mean, it never really went, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, I ride hard for the for the love of demo. I'd have to go through my iTunes and see what I'm feeling. The, uh, the gloss demo? Mm. Oh, yeah. A good one from... I mean, that one really spoke... That one sang they, to a lot of people. That was like an album few, for most yeah, people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Demos don't get that much traction, but right. they did. I think they've sold no, a few rare. thousand of those yeah. seven inches um, of it. I don't know. I'll have to reflect uh, on this. Diversity demo, the three against one, Steve or Kitchen demo, SOV got your back demo. I'll just go hyper local. Um, the Sacred Ground demo from 1998 from Sayreville, New Jersey. Weird kind of like, it was like hardcore with a little bit of street punk and a little bit of classic misfits. Hmm. It was really good. I don't, and it's like those bands never went anywhere. So, Maximum Penalty demo. Ooh. Demo 89. Um, you want to look up your favorite demos? Well, I'm, I'm going to see if I have any on iTunes. All right. Yeah. He also said, P.S. Six out of five Choco Tacos. Thanks. Patrick, you're getting a phone call. Oh, we're going re- to reach out? Mm-hmm. What, what area put it? 270. Don't know. 270. Mm. Let's see if anything comes up under demo. Oh. The Most Precious Blood demo is yeah, fucking awesome. Loves really? Yep. I think it's fucking great. I don't dig it. You don't Talk dig it? It's okay. It's fast. It's raging. It's fucking great. Been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Two seven zero four zero three mm. two nine four five. Kentucky. Available. Kentucky. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Patrick. This is Bob. Tom. Patrick. From Axe Grind. We're calling you. You gave us your phone number. Uh, call us back in the next few minutes. We can talk to you about what your favorite demos are and uh, find out where you live in Kentucky. All right. It's 2.55 on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. You got <laughs> you got about five minutes. You're, I, you probably are still Eastern time zone. So, uh, yeah. Let's hear from you by 3.305. Bye. All right. Um, you got some more demos on there? No. It's, on my iTunes, it turned out to be just all my demos. Uh, and then... And the most precious blood demo. Uh, the most precious blood demo. The Earth Crisis demo, which is really good. Yeah. The '93 demo. Uh, the built upon frustration demo. Oh, uh, right hard for Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and some demos that I shouldn't say. Um, yes, yes, yes. And uh, I can. I'll think on it. Uh, the Age of Quarrel demo, which is pretty wild. Yeah. That came out as a demo. Um, okay. Thank you, Patrick. Hopefully, we hear from you. Let's go to the next. Oh, what a good segue. And you didn't do this on purpose. Nick. What up, Nick? Gloss. Hey, y'all. Is Gloss already forgotten by hardcore history? For a minute, it felt like they would be one of those short-lived bands that people would be talking about for years to come, but it feels as if their name has been forgotten already. 
I think it's undeniable that their influence of their ethos prevails within bands, particularly those who walk that line between punk and hardcore. That being said, I've only been part of the hardcore community for 10 years, and even in that short period of time, I've seen many bands grow in name and then quickly forgotten. <coughs> Do you guys think that Gloss will be just one of those bands forgotten in the dollar seven-inch bin? What other bands you thought were going to blow up but are now just a forgotten entry in Discog? Thanks, Nick. Mm. Great, great question. Yeah. Yep. I don't so, think they're forgotten. In the larger hardcore, maybe. But I feel like they weren't really that. They, I don't know. they were big in a way that they were a conversation by people who had no interest in their style of music. Yes. And I don't think, I think they were forgotten within six months of being broken up, which is. Well, because they were only around for six months or a right. year or whatever. But like, they weren't around for very long. So I, I think I said this on the podcast once before. When I made a list of. Somebody asked me, hey, I don't know much about hardcore. Uh, can you give me a list? And I was just in a van, so I made a long ass list uh, with Brian Murray. Shout out. And. It's been uh, talked about that we should talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that list... You should it, also talk why I didn't imp- appear on it at all. Mm, is that true? Mm, my apologies. Sure. So, I think uh, Youth of Today didn't either, so you're okay. Yeah. Is that true? Youth of Today didn't I appear? I don't think so. Oh, wow. I'm not sure. That's crazy. Brian Murray, I would think, would catch that. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. There was uh, one, oh, no. American Nightmare. Was yes, American Nightmare was the oversight, which yeah. I apologize for. That wasn't me even throwing shade at them. Um, but Gloss was the last thing that I listed. And that was a few years ago, and people were giving me shit, being like, you really think gloss is important? And I said, well, time's going to tell, but at the moment, it's undeniable. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, And now time has sort of told. I think that gloss has, uh, you can see the fruit that gloss uh, maybe planted the seed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but themselves... I don't. I it feels rather forgotten to me. Um, Do you think the like the abrupt nature of their disappearance maybe, hurts? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be. I'll well, they be, went out with kind of a, a bang because there was right before they broke up was that whole epitaph is going to sign us and offered us fifty thousand dollars, right? Which people highly disputed. Yeah, it was a whole yeah. thing. Well, okay. Um, so fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Not that crazy. No, no, no. But for for uh, for epitaph. For a stri- no, but for a straight up hardcore band, I mean, that's yeah. like yeah. Here's the deal. In 2018, too. Yeah. Even fans. 2016. Even big fans of Gloss mm-hmm. never have said anything more than it's highly capable. It, I I think that, <clears throat> and I wasn't a huge fan of the band, but when I listen to it, it's high. It's very competent. And it's good musically in terms of that style of hardcore. I could see people who don't like that stuff at all dismissing it because it's. But if you were into faster, thrashier punk hardcore, it's well done. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a lot of the stuff from the 01 to 03, like Havoc Records world. Right. Um, but we're getting a call back from oh, Patrick. Okay, so we're going to sure. pause our gloss conversation. Hello. Hello. Is this Patrick? This is Patrick. What's pa- up? Patrick, this is Bob. Tom. Patrick, you're, you're live on the air, Patrick, so don't say anything too uh, incriminating. Too racy, yeah. yeah. Where are you calling? Where are you from? I would never. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Oldham. What's up? What's up, homies? Chilling. So we just answered some of your questions. What are your favorite demos? Uh, favorite demos? Um, trying to think. I mean, as far as like the more recent ones, like the Batrack demos, one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah, uh, that was a big one. Hard Strikes demo is very, very favorite. Ooh, mm. very good demo. Yeah, uh, some very good mosh parts in there. 
Um, as far as older stuff, um, Blake right up. I mean, obvious, all the obvious ones for sure. Okay. Yo, here's a question for you. Do you know about the Hard Stripes Division of Mind connection? Uh, I know the singer is the same. I'm not sure about any other members. What do you think? Hard Stripes or D-O-M? Um, personally, for my style, I'd have to go Hard Stripes just because uh-huh. it's more my lane, but also big fan of D-O-M. Hear you, hear you. All right, so what, what have you been jamming lately? What's your favorite stuff you've heard lately? Um, the new Mind Force songs are killer, Rad. as always. Um, let see, what else? Uh, that band Silk that y'all played the other day, I've been jamming that a lot. Yo, can I point something out with them? And it's funny. Two different people that I talked to hit me with this and said, oh, the band just sounds exactly like 86 Mentality. They oh. don't sound exactly, but it's really close. Oh, that's interesting. I can see that being really close and yeah. very, like, easily the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's an interesting kind of similar sound to the hardcore with a little bit of street punk, <laughs> real real gnarly vocals. It's cool. All right, so give us something to talk about. What do you want to talk about, Patrick? Uh, trying to think of something to talk about. Uh, give us something popping in Louisville. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on, Louisville? Yeah. Um, well, we just recently had a show at the Riot Skate Park. It was the first show there, that, to my knowledge, anyways. Yeah. Uh, that was the Terror Tour. Ah. Uh, that's also where the fest is going to be. Right. The, it was very sick. There's just people skating around, and then there's people moshing. And Saw the video. It looked packed. Like a lot of people yeah. there. Yeah, I think there was... Uh, at one of the points I asked, because I'm friends with Alex and them, but... Uh, there's like 200 people paid or something like that. Wow. And I don't even think that was whenever it was, I think that was maybe like only a couple of bands in, so I'm sure more people showed up. Yeah, that's right. What was your favorite part of that show? Um, honestly, Candy. Uh, I didn't really get into them until that new record dropped. It's uh, great. I started jamming that record a bunch. And just the more, every time I listened to it, I got more into it. And seeing a lot just solidified everything. All right, so we're gonna. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Give me the reactions. So the tour is ter- It was terror, harm's way, right. backtrack. You're the knife candy. Who had the best reaction? Give me uh, best reaction to least reaction. We don't want to say worst, but least. Okay. Um. See, I'll start from top, and I guess go to least. I mean, top would be terror. Okay. Because. Terror. You know, they've been around forever. Everyone loves Terror. Um, second, I would actually go Candy, which kind of surprised me. I figured You're the Knife would do a lot better just because they've been here a couple of times. And yeah. I know they're friends with a bunch of people from here, but it was not... I feel like the Candy set, I guess everyone, just the new record and everything, just made everybody come it's out. Tough. It's, tough to be pl- it's tough to play after a band who just dropped a new hot record that yeah. everyone's vibing. Yeah. <laughs> hard, hard to compete with the new heat and everything, but... uh and then after that, I would say backtrack. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say you're the knife and harm's way was pretty equal as far as reaction wise. Wow. Right. All right. What? Uh, Patrick, I'm about to do uh, self defense, is about to do a tour with Candy. How much walkout should I expect after Candy? <laughs> um. See how much between you and Candy? Yeah. How many people walk out uh, after Candy? After Candy after to go candy. get a burrito? Um, we'll go forty. 
percent. Forty percent. No, forty. That's, that's all. So out of forty-five, <laughs> yo, you're being very. All right, what um, what band of Patrick's have you heard? Self Defense Family. Yes, I have listened to Self Defense a little bit. Okay, what's better, Self Defense or you Drug Church? He's a Drug Church. Okay, okay. Right. yeah, I'm more of a Drug Church person. What about Indecision or Most Precious Blood? Uh, Indecision, but I also love Most Precious Blood. Okay. Well, the earlier, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then uh, one final question for you, and then if you have a question, you can pitch it to us. Revelation Records or Victory Records? Revelation or Victory? That's a rock. tough one. Um, I'll probably go with Revelation, though, just for the classic records from it. You know what I mean? Rad. Feel you. All right. You got any questions for us, brother? Uh, I know. Right question. on the for Pat, what's the go-to menu item at Whole Foods? Oh, it depends. You're you're en- potatoes. You're enough in the South that you could probably get those uh, chicken fried tofu, and, and that is the fucking right. supreme. That's that shit. When you, I go to Atlanta for the Whole Foods, people are like, "Hey, you do know we have real restaurants?" And I'm like, "I don't know what those are. I like my fucking chicken fried tofu <laughs> from Whole Foods." Ch- that's. I'm gonna, have to, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to try that chicken fried tofu. You know, we should ask Patrick. Yeah. Do you consider Louisville and Kentucky the East Coast? Uh, I do not consider East Coast. Interesting. Right. I know there's the whole, like, is Louisville Midwest shit, but... What do you think? Is it part of the know. South or the Midwest? I go Midwest just because, I don't know. I Yo, how many friends do you have who live in Indiana, right? What was that? How many friends do you have that live in Indiana? Not really a whole, whole lot. I mean, a lot of people live right across the river in Indiana, yeah. but I don't blame them. It's cheaper no. over there. Right. True story. I walked across the bridge from Louisville to Indiana just to do it. Why not? I it's didn't. Not a very pretty. Not a pretty bridge. Not a pretty river. The uh, Ohio River. Very brown. It was very brown. I can't lie. All right. How often do you go to Whole Foods? Not super duper often. Should we be Whole Foods uh, sponsored? Because we talk about them a lot. Should yeah, Whole Foods? Yeah, should, sure. yeah, right. I want. I, I want that. That's yeah, true. That's true. I, I'm. They're on my back right now. I'm. I'm, I'm carrying Whole Foods. You uh, hear that, Bezos? <laughs> thank you very much, Patrick. We we just shouting out the dude who owns Amazon. Hey, thank you so much for listening, and thanks for joining us today. Not a problem. Thank you. Thanks, Take bye. care, brother. Bye. Oh, All right. Thank you to Patrick. Uh, Let's, Always fun. Uh, let's finish out on this gloss, gloss and yeah, call yeah. it a day, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I don't think gloss had the memorable hits to keep them uh, sort of uh, like being played years later. You know what I mean? Like I and I know that type of music. You could make the argument is not about hits, but you need a fucking song, man, um, or a record. And I mean, I think their demo is that, but I don't know if it's. <sighs> I think I don't. I don't think their popularity was based as much on them being a credible, good music entity. No, which I believe they were yeah. at least to an extent in their world. You think their message helped? Their message totally helped, and mm. that's part of everything, which is fucking rad. It's why a lot of this exists. Yeah, but I think the abrupt breakup. Excuse me. The level of attention they garnered um, both helped them because it propelled them to be in a lot of people's faces that. Maybe otherwise could have could have ignored them or would have ignored them, um, and so it's a push pull. I think they've been largely forgotten. Which I mean, is how long would you say they were around? Like 
year and a half. Yeah, I was going to say two at most. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say a year. I mean, that's, you know, it could be a, another alone in a crowd type thing that, you know, 20, 30 years after, I don't know. They're uh, it, it, is the gloss demo the uh, antidote uh, seven inches? Is that, is, is that what I we're mean, saying? Uh, oh, that's interesting. I mean, their messaging was really is important, right? Absolutely. Um, well, it's okay. So I don't think this is a very hot take. The messaging plus the fact the music was, when I say good enough, that sounds shitty. I don't mean no, it like that. Right, I mean, it was well done. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like, right. So. If if it was just the message and trash music, yeah, wouldn't have gotten off. If, right. it, it, if it was just the music, with no the good music, message, wouldn't have gotten off. And it would have right. been just yeah, just another castaway. So right. So like the combination of those two things made made it like hyper relevant and difficult to ignore. And the problem, like I said though, that's why I chalk it up to to the hits. You, you right. just you know you need a fucking you need a firestorm. You know what I'm saying? Because Earth Crisis, like. They're still dining out off a of fire Yeah, right. Like because you got because <coughs> they had a sentiment, they had a, right. a message. But if the music was pure trash, and people could make the argument, but nobody can argue that Firestorm's not a hit. No, but think about all the bands that they took that idea from that right. were kind of trash. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we can talk about this. Their listens on Spotify right mm-hmm. now: eight point five thousand monthly listeners. Mm-hmm. Wow. I they're, thought it would be much higher, to be honest. Okay, they're they're eighty five hundred. is pretty good, but I mean that's their big song. Their their high songs three hundred nine thousand, two hundred thirty five thousand, mm-hmm. hundred eighty five, hundred eighty seven thousand. These are not small numbers. No. So they've been listened to a lot. They have five songs on there. You know, um, right. it looks like they're they had a, a demo and an EP. It looks like the EP isn't even up there, at least not in this area. I think. The scene that supported them, there was a lot of wind in that sail, and then it kind of went quiet. And so I don't know. It's it's. I hope that they get celebrated more for what they are, um, or what they did, or the message they put out there because it was a relevant one. And I think there are bands who are echoing some of that sentiment now. Right. I just w- I I am sort of bummed out that they never. I would have loved to have seen them with. Fucking Madball or AN or fucking, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Yep. I feel like they were very, and not by their message, I don't know if necessarily by their message or being like super DIY or whatever, they were very like in their own lane. While if you put them up in front of any crowd to that, challenge that, like crowd more mainstream hardcore, mm-hmm. they'd be like, holy fuck, this band's fantastic. <laughs> or they have an energy and they bring that crowd. And yeah, no, it's the idea of challenging the audience that you're playing to more. Um, Right, and they were in their own little kind of echo chamber, yeah. Which I think they could have, you know, and maybe that's why they might not be remembered, because you know Norman Corman, who fucking, yeah, you know, likes you know like Madball and Down to Nothing, might not even have had a chance to see them or hear them because right. they were kind of they came and went. They were huge in their Bubble. scene, yep. yeah. You know what I mean? Very pop. I mean, incredibly popular in that scene for a moment. But in the scheme of things, well, uh, yeah. What happens if Turnstile takes Gloss out on a U.S. Exactly, store? right, right. I I also think that people read judgment where there isn't any. So like, what I mean is, as dudes who have been around a long minute, if I yeah. say something like, I feel like a uh, element of this was also that they brought in people who were not fans of hardcore music necessarily, uh-huh. yep. but were just really big fans of that message and, sure. and those and the individuals in the band. 
if I say that, it sounds like I'm dismissing their efforts when I'm not. No. You know what I mean? It's, it's basically like when you bring in fans from something else, that is fucking huge if you are going to continue being a band. You build off that, that's your fans, and you bring them to every show you do, and then you win over those more like typical in-genre fans. Yeah. But if you break up before you have, as you were saying, if you break up before you have an opportunity to win the in-genre fans, yep. all you have is a disparate group of people that loved you for the message, and are their musical interests might be far afield. So they're right. not... They're not they might still be loving it, but you'll never right. know. Exactly. Not- exactly. So they played Not Dead Yet Fest... Did they do an East Coast tour? They did. They, they did. played okay. Brooklyn. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know. I, yeah, I missed it. No. I mean, I had a ticket. And they, but I mean, I know up and down the West Coast, their shows were starting to fill rooms. There's like, good if you, rooms. If you watch a video, there's a video, I think, of them playing in LA, and it's a packed, packed Oakland, room. too. Yeah. They play, I forget, Oakland Metro? Oakland mm, The Metro, right? I think so. Like, a, you know, a lot of people. Right. And I mean, maybe, you know what? Maybe that wasn't their, their end goal. I mean, no, they don't and give I, a shit. I maybe they didn't want of, to play with Yeah, when you read the stuff they were posting and putting out there around the time of the breakup, it seemed like things had gotten too hot too soon. You know what I mean? And they were like, oh, we, this is not what we want. This is too much. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and no, there's no way to take away from that. But there is a hope that it's I don't know like, if I always buy that, though. I don't always, although I will say... You know, you always want success. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You want success... You don't want the parts of success you don't want. Right. And You're not Beyonce. No. I, but look. You know but I mean? even, like, even the, the, the one, one billionth of that can sometimes be too much for a person who's not used to it, who doesn't want that if, kind of if, attention. If you're a shy or retiring personality who just happens to love music and you're not the malignant narcissist that maybe you could, somebody could accuse me of being, uh-huh. it, I, I feel honestly... like I've talked about it, like, uh, and Pat Flynn promises to come back and talk on this very subject, which is the worthless type of celebrity that you have being a notable subculture figure is, I think for many people is all scrutiny, no reward. Yep. And if that's the space you find yourself, I don't blame anybody for saying this. Like, I didn't sign up for this. Honestly, the kids in gloss might be the smartest fucking band out there because it's like, yo, you, okay. So let, I'm going to speak freely on a thing that, that some makes some people uncomfortable. That scene that they were in and also helped resurrect is about hyper scrutiny and it's about yes. allies. It's not about friends. So what that, what I mean by that is you are always under a microscope and you are always, people are picking you apart for every motherfucking thing you do in a way that they would never do to Madball, in a way that they would never do to like bands right. that are hardcore bands, but not of yep. that type. And when you find yourself there and you realize that, Hey, I don't feel like, I don't feel like anybody in this is very loyal to me. I feel like I'm being watched. You know what I mean? Right, waiting for me to yeah. make that yeah. one missile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't blame anybody for bouncing on that because that is a type of celebrity that's all criticism, no fucking free meals. You know Fair. what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I remember scrutiny on Limprest. Hell back. yeah. And in the way that there was a dude who filled in for them who was not gay and there was a huge uprise about that. Like, he's pretending to be. And <laughs> I think it was a dude who filled in for them for a tour because he was a buddy and it was like, he's helping us. We The guy who normally plays with us couldn't do it. Right. You know, and... Like we wouldn't it's be able really, to do this tour if we couldn't. Kind of, it's if he didn't. it's a tough space to be in. Um, yeah, I mean, if the guy's not faking it, I I think that shit is brutal. I I really like. I know that like it's, it's kind of it's, it's ca- rough, yeah. man. I, I think it's kind of the thing of the moment that 
there's a scene of of like stuff that is hyper aware of itself, hyper aware of of every other band playing in that in their orbit, but not in a way that's for me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like a real like le- like a like a micro lens on every possible foible people have, and like I don't know how any of those bands feel comfortable operating. You know what I mean? Because like. That that uh that stereotype or that trope of a circular firing squad, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, <laughs> yo, it exists. It exists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I don't know if Gloss was feeling that necessarily. I've heard that they were. You know what I mean? How but, does that get fixed? I mean, those kids all got to grow up a little bit, see that nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? And then learn scale. So, which like, is also the part that's a problem in this world because a lot of it's predicated on young people into extreme right. belief. Yeah, exactly right. But you got to learn scale. Like, feelings. like, is there shit you forgive people for? Obviously. Is there shit that you don't forgive people for? Yeah, yeah possibly. Sure. So like... Can people get better? Can people right. do bad things and not be a bad person? But when you're fucking 19 and you haven't done absolutes yeah i mean i was right there i know it too well you know what i mean so i'm not even mad at a kid uh although i will say that like now a kid's got the atom bomb because it used to be Mm. a kid a kid didn't like carl from earth crisis he made a page zine right he did did a zine where he where he called carl a fake now, if, Social if, death. if you Twitter fingers, boy, yeah, if you're feeling froggy, you can come out against the Carls of today and get like mad retweets. Now, people are coming around to the idea that mad retweets don't amount to much, like not to talk out of school, but that uh, Pine Grove just sold out big rooms after being like fucking pariahs for a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe Twitter doesn't mean what we think it means. And. I'm going to get real dark for a second. I was Let's talking to, I was talking to a bigger uh, booking agent and he was like, yo, when promoters get the memo that that stuff that doesn't happens make, online like, doesn't necessarily trans, it doesn't, doesn't mean, affect their business. It doesn't affect their business. It's this, a wrap. Is, this is, yeah, it's a wrap on kind of the moment that, that, uh, and that's dark. That's a dark idea. You know what but I mean? I mean, ultimately that's the case. Yes. They're not, sure. kick, yeah. you know, they're not keep keeping Louis CK out of the fucking comedy cellar. Nah, because what he did. Yeah. Well, oh, no, but they're worried about their, they're not holding him out of their, out of any kind of morality. No, no. right. They're exactly. doing it because it's like, this could fuck up my business. Otherwise him dropping in. Cause he, that brings them no money. I think I've the, said, I think I've said this. I've had a promoter tell me. Uh, in Germany, right. uh, hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with what you said, right. but I can't have it hurt my business at all. He's like, well, I'm actually on your side and I share your lifestyle, <laughs> but I can't have it hurt my business. And right. it's you want to be mad. You want to talk about that? You, I mean, the Germany I, thing. I don't. Yeah, I was ahead. Of, I was ahead of my time. No, this is in public knowledge, so it's it's like we can give five minutes to this. This is good. Sure, I was ahead of my time. I said that I like sex workers, and um, in 2010, yeah, yeah. So like. Now, for, yeah, did we, did we talk we, about no, it? No, I don't oh, think we I dove in. Like, we talked about yeah, it probably. I don't know, but so 2010, Patrick's touring Europe with, with end-of-year self-defense family, 40 words. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the only time I think I've ever gotten a troubled call from him. Oh, right. We have yeah. talked about this. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Real quick, um, as it turned out, it, it not to totally... Show's getting canceled on you. Yeah, not for to saying, totally dismissed. I, I appreciate to, sex workers. Yeah, there was... Uh, I'll be honest, There's a, as there often is, and this is a thing that people kind of don't want to admit to, but it would make... If people were honest... Look, I'm a big believer that if the thing you're saying is true, then you don't need to lie on it. You could just... Like if the thing you're saying is right and, and, and people can see the rightness of, of where you're coming from, 
You don't need to embellish or lie. And this was a circumstance where there was a person with a personal grievance who exaggerated the thing that I said and whatever. But the truth of the matter is I rode with the exaggeration because I still don't think it's wrong. You know what I mean? Which is if I want to go to a sex worker, I'll go to a sex worker. And and in 2018, I'll sick my fucking girlfriend who's a sex worker. She'll chew your ass out. But in 2010, the culture wasn't with that. It wasn't with it. And there was a a nod that you were being, sexist uh, or objectifying women. It yeah, was you know what? Whole it, conversation of weirdness. Sort of. It, it, like, so our, com- like the, the subculture conversation on, I'm going to put it like this. It's like morality. Thing. I'm going to put it like this. They were stuck in like a very second wave feminism s- sort of uh, Andrea, Andrea Dorkin sort of a- approach to pornography and sex work, some weird shit that like is now considered not intersectional enough and, and is goofy and people clown on it. But that was 2010 where the hardcore kids weren't hip to the new shit yet. Nobody was using words like intersectionality and Mm -hmm. it was, uh, uh, yeah. And I got fucking killed for a tour. Uh, but nobody, nobody on the professional level took any issue. And in fact, not to name any names, but, People just found it so funny that I was getting killed because they had seen some of the bigger touring acts behave in a way that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like made me look like a choir boy. So yeah, we've talked on this, I think, so I won't belabor it, but basically uh, I would urge people to understand that times change quite a bit and that the people who um, are scrutinizing you today... Uh, are going to maybe not be around, but the, forget that because that sounds elitist. But the scrutiny Th- they is- might be their brain might be elsewhere on the topic in a few years, and that scene that we were just discussing. I mean, those kids are going to kill each other till they get bored of killing each other. That's it. Yeah, and then they move on until right. nobody left. And yeah. and what the people who run the clubs care about is. Is this hurting my dollars today? Is this hurting my dollar tomorrow? And what can I do to not do that? Yeah, people don't. I mean, I, I honestly don't think people understand what the average promoter is like. I think that I think that there's. A, we could talk about that, on especially one step out of the DIY promoter world. Holy one step. Fuck, it's business, man. It's a fucking business, and, and they a business yeah. man. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, write us and let us know if you think gloss is still in the public consciousness. Maybe they are. Um, 8,000 yeah, like 8, Spotify's listens is not nothing, but it's also smaller than I personally expected. And I bet that's on a v- steep decline because I bet at one point they maybe were at 20. Yeah. I'd also, not to not to nitpick too much, I would have to check to see what playlist they were on uh, because... The, I think one of them was a big one. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick. So there's a difference, folks, uh, between search searched listens and yep. playlist listens. And there's a lot of bands on multiple large playlists who probably have next to no searched listens. And that is a real, there's no way for me to quantify that, but there are people who can. And uh, it's a fascinating world when you see it behind the curtain. They're on rap caviar and that's how. Yeah. It's a fascinating world. I saw some new skate punk, uh, like, like punk skater list. And then, I looked at it, there was a Dag Nasty song on there, and I looked at it. And I was like, "Oh, this song now has three times listens of anything else." That's wild. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. get yourself on those official playlists. Yeah. By bum, bum, bum. Uh, so this has been Axe to Grind. You'll be on the Axe to Grind pl- playlist at, at minimum. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, we don't this, get. We won't get you any money. <laughs> no, we we'll get you the, a few extra. This has been the Axe to Grind uh, podcast where we talk about hardcore music, and we thank you for your continued listenage and patronage.
Axe Grind Podcast at gmail.com. Axe Grind Cast at Twitter. Bye. Peace.